0: Okay, so Smoke and Snow, Episode 3, Season 2, The Crimson Coin. So, when last we left our player characters, they were at the Worms Watch Tower. So, I'm going to ask, does one of you guys want to give us a little capsule, like, what happened last time? If If you can't remember or no one wants to speak up, I can easily do it, that's not a problem. Just to let me
1: know. Yeah, I think maybe do a collaborative effort.
0: Okay, well, uh, I'll, what I'll do is I'll start off then. And if anyone wants to like, throw anything extra in, just chip in. Okay, so last session, the players went, the player characters, sorry, went to New Zealand. They were just going through the, the main gates. There was a commotion at the gate and there was a strange creature there that appeared to be able to masquerade in human form that was referred to as a changeling. It seemed to let it lose the ability to hold its shape when it was sprinkled with the holy water that the priest at the gate was sprinkling on everyone. A, a man called Bron was summoned with a, a wooden cart to take the body of the changeling away after the guards riddled it with crossbow bolts and the body was taken via a side door to one of the, the local towers where like the local apothecary Zeb Crawford like, took it inside. He was helped to take it there by Brock, with the other characters following along. Weimar asked the guards about arranging a meeting with Mercy Dixon, but he was told she mainly spent her time in Worm's Watch, and she'd elected a mayor by the name of Elijah Kersey to like, handle the political and sort of like trade side of things in New Zealand while she was away. They went to a local tavern called the Hunter and Beetle, and After speaking to the tavern, they were told there were some great statues to the old gods that were the last work of Krosnon the Dwarf before he passed away. They also found out that Quelac, their old sage friend, had apparently left the town some time ago, but that he worked on the town's defences with Krosnon prior to his departure. They overheard a local trapper in the tavern talking about a huge troll looming out at him from a hole or a cave in the ground a day or two to the east of the, the southern gateway they once used to access Dolmenwood. They bought some carts and supplies and stuff like that, and they wandered around New Zealand trying to orientate themselves before eventually deciding to go and look at these statues of the Old Gods, which they found, to their surprise, seemed to be based, the faces at least, were based loosely on themselves. Malcolm left some offerings there, and they chatted with a guy called Matlal, who is like a priest of the Old Gods. Getting back to the tavern, news of the Changeling had filtered down and there were lots of rumours running rife about it. Brock investigated this holy water and discovered it was known as the Breath of Truth. And essentially it's holy water with like powdered garlic, silver and iron in it. They bought a flask for each of the heroes and one for a new hireling they'd taken on to like manage their cart and stuff like that. They set off for Wormswatch where Mercy Dixon, their old ally, was startled to see them she invited them inside and once she'd reassured herself they weren't changelings she explained that the fire lord a huge dragon now controlling a mountain range to the west was once the lord known as seth brannan who transformed himself into a red dragon she gave them a bit of a an update on the history and this strange event caused by the collision of the the two planes dolman ward And Valconen, which has become known as the Knights of Colourless Fire. She then handed a deed signed by herself over to Weimar, naming him as the Castellan defender of the Towers of New Zealand. She explained that she created the scroll years ago in the idea that if he ever returned (laughs) and something had happened to her, her men wouldn't know to hand it over. And she was like, To be honest, I want to keep an eye on that dragon in those mountains, you'd be doing a favour taking me off this off my hands. But the mayor might not be too keen. She also explained that the main concern in New Zealand is a sharp rise in crime. She thinks an organisation or a person's behind it, but she's only been able to obtain a name, the Crimson Coin. The heroes decided to rest at the tower before returning to New Zealand in the morning. And that's sort of where we're going to pick up. Unfortunately, we don't have Rob with us this evening. Uh, nothing serious, he's just unavailable. So we're just going to do our normal, just fade Malcolm and his dog into the background, and we won't worry too much about that. And then we just have him come straight in when he's back with us, hopefully, next session. So, unless you guys have got anything else you want to add to that quick sort of summary, we pretty much start. Right, so, Sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say that because uh, we, we talked a whole lot, we got a lot yes. of information. So, we had sort of tried to map out what there is going on in the world right now, basically. And um, sort of some of the, I suppose, you know, threats that need addressing that we knew from before and what's going on right now. And I think we had established with the help of uh, Dixon that, yeah, while of course we have a vested interest in looking into the Fire Lord perhaps uh, and, and finish something that we sort of left half done, uh, the Fire Lord's kind of not really, you know, an active threat. And apparently neither is the, uh, the, uh, I suppose, the undead governed region uh, of, I suppose, the, the Blood King uh, of the North indeed yeah
0: you're absolutely right um you were told that the by mercy that the the fire lord as he's called this huge dragon sort of like resided in these Wormspire mountains to the west but aside from like sending his agents out which were described as these blasphemous perhaps sorcerously created sort of draconic humanoids besides sending them out and more recently and troublingly the sort of changelings who can either shapeshift or maintain this illusion of a human form, it's not quite clear yet. He himself has been like noticeably absent. He's not been like romping over the map like burning villages down or anything. He's mainly been staying in the mountains. And as you also rightly said, an area which has become known as Dracovia to the north, which is around the mountains, where you know the Blood King to be sort of like bound into his frozen castle. That seems to have settled into a A strange sort of area that's ruled by this sort of vampiric, you assume, like aristocracy, but they're not just like randomly killing everyone. They seem to actually be like governing the villages and such like in the area, albeit in a a slightly sort of like twisted way. But things seem to have settled down more to a sort of like, I suppose, like Cold War style with like people doing like espionage and sort of underhanded tactics rather than just like armies romping across the map.
2: Yep.
1: and this being the case, we had sort of determined that well, we, we would go to basically root out <laughs> some of the uh, organized crime uh, that we've heard about here, and to that effect, uh, we I predict we're going to rely entirely on Quentin to handle this because the good Castellan Lone Grove and brock the detective not really uh, good for this sort of thing so uh the plan sort of was to have quentin be the point man uh we um we're gonna hound out these criminals i'm
3: happy to help with punishment rather than detective (laughs) notions the only other thing that we found out was the um like the black sword or the dark sword was last seen on the uh, what used to be the Witch Isle, wasn't it? The Beast Mall, or oh yeah, um, it's yeah. Uh,
1: you, was there like a chasm
2: hole
0: something? Yeah, you, you basically found out that during the nights of Colorless Fire, when that like, magic went rampant because the two planes were mm-hmm. essentially getting mashed together, uh, the Chaos Stone, which you guys know was like sort of drew in ambient magic that was on the island, yeah. sort of exploded, and the whole like center of the island collapsed into this almost. Presumably, people say it's like bottomless, but really probably just very deep chasm, which has become known as the Beast's Moor. And you know that the, the wielder of the Black Blade was supposedly on the island so like at ground zero when that happened, and he was like seen falling into the chasm, and no one really knows what happened to him.
3: But again, that's not a an active threat or anything yeah. that we needed to investigate, like. ASAP, so yeah.
0: Indeed. Okay, so obviously, all of you guys have effectively rested overnight at the Worms Watch Tower, as recommended by Mercy Dixon. You can all recover D3 hit points if you're down hit points. So, you know, you, you get a chance to rest in relative comfort because there's like barracks there for the men and the guards, etc. And next morning, early doors, you rise in the morning, again it's a fairly sort of temperate morning, although there is a slight wind blowing which makes it just feel a little bit chill, but nothing compared to like the and of old. As you, as you rise, see the sun rising over the horizon, you know that it's roughly a day's travel to the northeast to get to New Zealand. Assuming you're still planning on going there, is there anything you want to do before you set off?
3: Because um, we have got horses as well, haven't we?
0: Yep, you've got a you've yeah. got a cart, a horse, etc. Yeah,
3: because I know you you, oh. you you sorted them all out, but I couldn't see them on the look sheets to make sure or anything. I've but a... let me just see if I've. A... I mean, it's not. It doesn't matter at the moment. But I know you did, and that was all.
0: Let me just make sure I've set the permissions
3: right. Oh, okay, right, okay. if you
0: if you go to player party like the folder on the right
3: yeah i couldn't see him listed i can see a dog in there
0: right can you see a folder called animals and non-combat pcs in there yeah if you open that they'll be in there
3: oh oh they've only just appeared for me
0: Yeah, so okay. you've got you've got a you've got your cart. You've all got your horses. You've got Simon Duran, your sort of nasal hireling, your teamster, whose basically job is to sit on the cart and like care for your horses when you're not dealing with them. Obviously, he doesn't tend to get involved in any like actively adventurous or dangerous shenanigans because he's just there to like look after the horses and whatever. But it's the getaway seems, driver. Yeah, basically, but he seems to do his job pretty well. And as we discussed, he's got this like quite bulbous, sort of warty nose, and he talks a bit in a in a bit of a nasal voice like this. But um, yeah, he seems to he seems to know he's a bit of an odd fellow, but he seems to like know his stuff when it comes to animals. And you'll have found out as you're sort of like obviously spending time with him traveling that he he grew up on a farm before he decided he wanted more from life. So he knows a bit about livestock and stuff like that, and that's where he sort of acquired these skills that he's later developed okay so are you go you guys setting off for New Zealand
3: yeah yeah I think so
0: okay so you set off towards New Zealand it's getting late in the evening the the days passed fairly uneventfully you've been traveling along the sort of fairly even terrain sort of grassy terrain on the, the sort of coast of the the free coast. Moving fairly quickly, making good time, you know. You're not going as fast as you would be if you've got just horses, because obviously you've got the cart and that doesn't go as fast. You have to manoeuvre around a few, like, stones and boulders and stuff like that. But it's fairly straight going. You're blissfully unmolested by, like, random encounters and things like that during the day. However, it's just getting late in the evening. Like I say, it's just started to get dark. It's not pitch black yet, yeah, but like, vision is limited. And you know that... You're gonna have to make camp within the next few hours, and then early the next morning you will arrive at the gates of New Zealand, and you're just about to, to like start looking around for a suitable camping spot, you know, like shelter, stuff like that, when you hear the just in the distance from like beyond a small sort of smattering of trees, which are sort of small and stunted, like blasted as they are by the coastal winds, you hear. What appeared to be the sound of like raised voices shouting, and you hear like the sound of like horse hooves like clattering on the on the ground, and like the sound of horses like whinnying and like neighing, and then you also hear a, <clears throat> which anyone who's heard a black powder firearm, which is all of you, recognises as someone discharging a pistol. Uh, dismount. Okay.
4: And go and blend with those shadows.
2: Yeah,
0: that's not a problem at all. If you want to make yourself a roll for that, obviously feel free.
3: How far away did you say it was, John? Sorry.
0: We're t- we're talking it's it's beyond this copse of trees, so we're talking probably about a hundred foot roughly, give or take.
3: Okay. And currently out of sight, obviously. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And it'd be very difficult for, to see you at the I minute, mean, I'm assuming. And obviously correct me if you don't want this guys but i'm assuming you've got like you're all around to the sort of cart as you're moving i'm assuming maybe there's like a lantern like hung on the, the front of the cart you know so you just like driving yeah, along we'll, with that we'll
4: give the poor the poor, poor driver some light yeah so i think we're probably all used to wandering rather than near dark now so.
0: yeah so, so you guys haven't got torches lit so beyond the little like orb of light cast by the lantern on the cart. It's actually, it's like I say, it's not pitch black yet, but it's get it's getting quite difficult to see. You maybe see like ten foot beyond the the torchlight, but it's all in muted shades of grey and details are difficult to pick out. But yeah, like I said, up ahead you can hear these the shouting horses whinnying, and as you look through the trees, Quentin, as you're sort of like <sighs> disappearing into the shadows, you can just make out sort of through the trees as you're sort of looking through gaps in the foliage. You can see like the flickering of what maybe lanterns or like torches just beyond this copse of trees. Obviously, we're not technically in combat rounds yet, so you guys can just shout at what you want to do.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm keen to investigate because we just don't know what it is and it could be a threat to us if we're looking to make camp. We don't want to leave um, something that could be a potential threat, so... Um, I'll also sort of try and hide in the undergrowth and get closer. And I'm going to try and use their lights to sort of guide me rather than lighting up my own light. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's not a problem. I mean, as you start moving through the cops of trees, and I assume, like, Quentin, you're doing the same because you were, like, disappearing into the shadows. As you both move forwards... Now, Brock, you're not exactly stealthy. You're moving through a cops of trees and you're, like, gigantic. So I'm going to ask for a decent... I mean, you've got time. You're not rushing or anything. So I'm going to ask for a D6 roll from you. And if you get anything but a one, you're grand.
3: He has actually got a skill for it. Well, you can roll on that. Barbarians have got hiding undergrowth. Oh, yeah. Make a a roll on that, then. I might as well roll on that. Keep it simple. I don't look very good.
0: Okay. So, Quentin, you're sort of sneaky through threes. Now, Wymo, where are you while... Brock sort of stomps off into the trees. Quentin's just, like, gone. He stood there one moment, and then he just, like, does that, like, Aragorn, like, step back into the darkness, and he's just gone.
1: Mm-hmm. So what are we talking distance-wise to our point of interest here?
0: Like I say, you've got to move through these small copse of trees, and then, like, you're thinking maybe, like, 10, 20 foot beyond that, it seems to be where the sound
1: and these lights are coming from. Right. So I think I'm going to stay with the... The cart and the horses. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, no problem at all. And I, will, I will address things from there. That is absolutely fine.
0: Okay, so Brock, you're moving forward. Are you taking Lan with you, or... Is she staying uh, with the she,
3: she will come, but she'll be just sort of, um, I don't know, 20 foot behind me or something, so I'll sort of sneak ahead and have a look. And then call on if. If I, I feel it's necessary, sort of thing. Believing that I'm stealthier than <laughs> the others. Well, not as stealthy as Quentin. But.
0: Okay, okay. So let's move on to this map then. you may not be able to see anything more because of the light functions I have put you in there but I don't know if you can see the light of no. other people
1: I I can't currently uh, even see the map yet because I'm loading <laughs> so.
0: yeah no worries no worries so I'll give you guys a description while the map's loading up um as you sort of creep forward, Quentin, you're sort of like staying in the bounds of the trees, you're you're creeping along, you're unseen, and that's not a problem. As you're moving through a sort of copse of trees, you look up and you can see what appears to be a guy wearing a sort of travelling all-weather cloak, and he's, he's crouched in this treetop, So obviously like as a lookout or something similar. As you peer out ahead of you, you can see what appeared to be four figures. Again, wearing sort of similar sort of travelling cloaks, like leather cloaks. On horseback, you notice that one of them is holding a pistol up. It's still like smoking, so it's obviously fired recently. They appear to be sort of circling round. You can see near the, the southern end of the map... There is a, what appears to be a young woman. She's got like a, a leather satchel. You can see like a, she appears to like be standing in the middle of like a patch of herbs or some sort of plants, like she was just picking them and putting them in her, in her satchel. And you can see there's two of these figures, sort of like, again wearing similar cloaks, that are on foot, that are starting to like close in on her. And you can see she's got like a bit of a panicked expression on her face. She's sort of obviously looking around trying to sort of find a way out Brock in case it interests you, you recognise the herbs that she's picking uh, you know that there, it's sea holly, It's it was often used amongst your people to make a sort of revitalising tonic, you know you, you sort of mulch it down mix it with water and then you drink it and it gives you like a sort of boost of energy
3: I don't get the impression that she's an ice walker though do I? No Definitely
2: not.
3: Okay. Okay. So,
0: you you see a looking around, she's obviously wasn't expecting these people at all. You see these people are sort of like, these brigands, we'll call them for one of a better term, are sort of moving in towards her. As you're sort of like moving out, Brock, you accidentally sort of like stumble a little bit and you stumble forward into the light of like the torch one of these brigands is holding up and you hear from the the tree to the north so sort of like here you hear a shout from the tree obviously Quentin you know it's this guy up in the tree and the guy up in the tree is going to take a shot at you as he's sort of seen you effectively he gets like a surprise action so yep let me just make a quick roll for him okay so a pistol is discharged from up in the trees there's the acrid smell of gunpowder you feel something like whiz past your left ear so sort of quite close and then, from the sort of south of you, a tree to the south, like the trunk gets like chewed up as these pallets impact with and just chew up part of the bark. At which point, the the brigand here on horseback sort of wheels his horse around and he's looking straight at you and Lam, where you've sort of strayed into the uh, the torchlight, and he he shouts something, but you can't really hear it over the sort of echo of the 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 firearm that's been discharged but he's like pointing in your direction so it's obvious you've been seen yep okay so we effectively go on to initiative so does one of you guys want to roll okay. for you just a d6 as always and D uh, d6 on okay
3: so
0: you guys are going first so, what do you want to
3: do? Uh, well, Quentin was probably better prepared for this, and slightly sort of ahead of me. If you want to go first,
0: yeah. And in fact, Quentin, if you want, because I'm a bit clumsy, got, you can actually take two actions this round, Quentin, Because you would have got a surprise action. Nice. So you can, you can ba- you've basically got like two moves and like two
4: attacks if you want this round. Okay, so I, I- get. A plus four bonus for the surprise attack. And I will throw my silver dagger at the man in the tree. Because okay. he's elevated he's gonna be a bit more of a risk than I am.
0: It's very true. Okay, make your attack roll. Okay, so I'm going to make a you've hit him, he's not dead Yeah. But your dagger sort of sticks in his side I'm going to make a roll to see whether he falls out of this tree, I'm going to say I roll a d6 on a 1 or a 2, he falls out of the tree ok, no he doesn't he sways and you hear him like Arr! as this dagger sticks in him but he like grabs hold of the the tree with his other arm. However, that does mean he's not going to get an attack this round because he's basically just like holding yeah. on to try and stop himself falling out of the tree.
4: And uh, I'll fire a crossbow at this one.
0: Oh, which one? Sorry, oh yeah, that one. Yeah, go for it. Yeah,
2: it's
0: going to hurt. Okay. he's not dead but your crossbow bolt like as he sort of is the guy who's wheeled around your crossbow bolt thuds into his chest you can see he's like still moving but he like slumps forward heavily over his horse and he's basically you can see he's like he's basically just like holding on round the neck of his horse like you've almost finished him off okay obviously if you want to do a couple of moves you can do it's five foot per square. That'll move that way. Okay. Okay, so Brock, what are you going to line up to?
3: Okay. Um, well, seeing this guy sort of pointing and shouting, um, I think what I'm going to do is launch my, my normal spear at him um, just to try and silence him. Just in case some of the others haven't noticed this yet, but let's try that first. Oh, uh, well, that's not good. I'm however,
0: However, he only had one hit point left because Quentin had wow. already like shot him with a crossbow. So this guy is just sort of like trying to recover himself and pull himself back up when your spear hits him in the chest, taking him bodily. Off the horse, you know, like, falls onto the the ground. The horse, sort of shocked by all this, obviously, immediately like scatters and runs off into the distance.
3: And then um, what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to oh, run over here. Oh, he's a group for some reason. Oh, what have I done there?
0: I'll take what, if you, can if, you, un-
3: if you just ping where you wanted to go, I'll move it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm there, but I just—I uh, was trying to move land independently, but for some reason, I've managed to link the two together. Yeah,
1: me too. Yeah. <laughs> when you move them, I move too.
3: Yeah, I don't know why. Sorry, have...
0: right, just ping where you wanted to go, and I'll move it for
3: you. And uh, I, I think I've got it. Okay, cool. I think I must have drawn a box around it or something. It's easily done. Um, yeah. So. Um, I'm just going to run over and sort of try and engage this guy, uh, and Lan's going to come over and assist me and take a swing at him on the back of his sword. Okay. Of course, with our sword. Oh. That's very good.
0: So that's Lan taking care attack. Unfortunately, due to this guy being sort of raised up on the... horse and being more agile she's unable to land a blow on him cool okay so we go on to the let's call them the bad guys for that and while you sort of do your movement so these two guys are gonna run over here and they immediately start sort of like wrestling and like trying to grab hold of the the woman who is who's struggling but they're very clearly going to overpower her because there's two of them and there's like one of her. The yep. the rest of the brigands do seem to have seen you because obviously they've they've heard the guy up in the tree be like,
2: has
0: he got a knife thrown into him? And they've just seen one of the guys get taken off his horse by a spear as he's like, yeah! And lands on the ground. So I'm going to have these two move to here. I'm going to have... okay so i'm going to have one of them attacking a lamb with a sword so rides in swinging his sword but it doesn't do very well no it's only a nine and then also one is charging towards you you can see as he's a bit closer the underneath his uh his traveling robe he's got it's like open at the front he's got like a chain vest on he's uh He's got a shield down by one side that he's sort of bringing up. You can see that he's like obviously practiced at riding a horse, because he's just like guiding it with his knees now. The, the reins have been like left on the saddle. He's bringing a, a shield up, and he's raising a sword as he rides towards you. And probably doesn't hit you with a 12. No. Yep, so he he rides towards you, swings this sword down, and at the very last minute, you sort of forward roll under his sword strike and come up immediately to your feet. And he's up sort of having to like wheel around slowly to try and get back to you. Okay, Quentin, can you make me like your hiding shadows roll just basically see if they spot you? No, they've not spotted you. Okay, so. We're on to initiative again, so if one of you guys wants to roll a d6, I'll roll for the, the brigands.
3: I've time time.
0: Only, so only got a 1, be- so I won't worry about it.
1: Before we do, uh, did I miss something? Was that a surprise round? It
0: was only a surprise round for Quentin.
1: Right, and then everyone else was acting normally. Yeah, that, that's why you yeah. got the double so I forgot to give him a spot. So, if you want to do something uh, why more, yeah, so obviously, go ahead. Yeah, so um, what's the sort of Am I where I am on the map? Like, is that where the cart is? Pretty pretty much, yeah, give or take. Yeah. So, if we use my token as the cart, because I'm not expecting you to put on a cart token unless you have one, um, how much does the cart move in a turn? The cart, it moves like, it's about
0: about 40 feet. Similar to you guys. Obviously, it's much heavier, but it's got two horses,
1: so. Yeah so if my uh, crime-fighting friend <laughs> the the cart driver um if i urge him to like put the put the horses in high gear uh we're gonna send the cart forward along the path if he's amenable to my plan <laughs> of basically shock and awe we're gonna charge in with the cart there we go. Hopefully, maybe catch this dude that's on the.
0: I've enlarged your token a little bit just to sort of represent <laughs> to show that you're like you've got the cart with you. Uh, okay, right. so you're trying. Effectively, what you're trying to do, and correct me if I'm wrong, is you're trying to persuade your hiring Simon Durano, like deliberately, was like, "Oh, I'm not into any like dangerous shizzle. I'll look after your an your animals, but like that's all you're mm-hmm. getting." You're mm-hmm. like J- just bring the cart into like this. uh this combat with like these brigands, <laughs> would you?
1: Is that correct? Yeah. So, yeah. Basically, I, I turned to him and say, "It's like, this is the hour.
2: <laughs> come <laughs> in the hour, at <laughs> <in> the man."
1: <laughs> I would ask of you to put us on a course uh, of conflict with these gentlemen over here. Um, you need not draw your steel uh, unless you wish to do so. <laughs> he outside. hasn't got steel. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> that'll make it more difficult. Basically, do, do you wish to jump off before we go?
0: Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a morale check for him. If he mm-hmm. passes, effectively, you'll get to move the cart with him. Otherwise, like, yeah. he will be like, no, I'm, I'm getting off this train. Okay, so here we go. He has failed, unfortunately. So he's like... Yeah, actually... If you don't mind, I'm just going <laughs> to jump off the cart here. And uh, yeah, you uh you, you go right ahead. You don't take the cart right me what? It's your cart. But i have just just—I'll I'll be right back here when you—when this whole mess is over. And he sort of drops. Yeah, he, can, a... he hands you the raindrop, and he's basically going to hide himself.
1: Yeah. Find find a bush. I say as I, you know, start with the horses. Yeah, no problem. And obviously, you're sat on the cart anyway. He yep. sort of hands you the reins. Yep. So the idea is to go one, two, three, four, five. What did you say? 40? Yeah. Feet? So that's five times. So are we. Was it five foot five? Five point. per. Yeah. yeah. So uh, 30, 35, 40. The horse disappeared, so it's not in the Yeah, no, the, ho- the horse
0: has rode off. That's just where the guy's body yeah. is. You unceremoniously so ride uh... over in your cart.
1: <laughs> <So>,
0: um... <laughs> okay, so uh... so just to explain yeah. to the rest of you guys, as we're going into the new round, and then we're like rolling in initiative, you suddenly hear like a... And you hear like the, And you basically see your cart with its two horses son's Durand, your teamster and like wymoss sort of sat in the front like sort of old west styley like lashing the reins as the cart goes rumbling down this coastal track which is what you guys have been following cuz it makes traveling quicker and he sort of like gallops between you guys seemingly on like a direct course for yeah. one of the horseback brigands and then we'll go into our we'll go into our normal initiative which I'll leave Dave. You rolled a five four. Is that correct? Yep. Okay, so it's going to be you guys going first. Obviously, you guys feel free to go in whatever order you want.
4: I'll, I'll let Brock go first. He's going to make more distraction for me to keep on doing these sneaky moves. So. Okay.
3: Um, so I'm going to continue to attack these guys here. So okay. directly south of me. I'll take
0: that one. Okay, so would you care to describe how you annihilate the guy to the south of you?
3: Um so basically the guy is sort of leaning down to obviously take a swing at me and as he does I'm just going to stick my sword into his, his his stomach basically and just pull him off the sword and he goes down with a heavy sort of cracking, bones breaking and Indeed, doesn't move does. from there <laughs>
0: and his horse carries on in the same direction as you sort of step out of the way it continues running past the trees where Quentin is unknown to most people and sort of disappears into the distance obviously if you guys want to like round up any of these horses later on you can do but this is just for convenience sake to get them out of the way for the combat
3: um, and then I'm going to run over here to try and aid this this woman uh, and Land's going to take her a- a swing at this other guy on horseback. I'll leave her. I feel she's capable enough to deal with him.
0: Okay, she swings at this fellow, unfortunately. Again, he uses his increased sort of like maneuverability because of the horse to like sort of stay yep. out of range of her swings. Okay. Okay, who's next?
4: I'm going to shoot the guy in the tree.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say the guy in the tree currently is the only person who knows where you are for obvious reasons. Although it's probably not going to matter not for long. I mean, about five seconds. <laughs> okay, so so what are you using to take him out? Crossbow, yeah.
4: I'm using a crossbow, yeah. Okay, that's
0: not a problem. So you you aim upwards, and as you watch him sort of moving between the branches, you wait for a point where he's like leaping between branches. You loose your crossbow bolt. And you're rewarded with a, with a satisfying scream. And then his body just like plummets through the canopy. There's like branches snapping, leaves going everywhere. And then he lands in a heap next to you.
4: That's good. That's my dagger
0: safe. Okay. Why am I Old Westing it on the wagon, like down the path? Like. The horses are sort (laughs) of like... Their heads are going up and down as they're sort of whinnying, And you hear the thunderous sound of their hooves pounding down this this sort of like
1: compressed dirt track. So... (laughs) How is this guy looking? Uh,
0: (laughs) The guy in front of you, he he, he looks fine. Albeit slightly shocked... Because he was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, well, we're just going to like grab this like lone woman here. Oh, we're, we're brigands. There's loads of us. It's going to be well easy." Then like a load, like a, a massive barbarian or two massive barbarians have like leapt out of the trees. One of his guys has just like screamed in, who was like one of his lookouts, and he's no idea what's happened to him. And then like this crazy man's just come like lashing out <laughs> on a cart. So he looks a little bit surprised. You can basically see that he's he's sort of like lifting up a pistol to like point in your direction, but obviously he's not a chance to like fire it yet.
1: Right. So in that regard, I'm going to play chicken with him. Yeah. So but basically these two gonna... guys
0: are pulling like pistols out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, the classic high women. Yeah, yeah. Fashion. Yeah. They better have like high collars and, you know, tricorn hats as well. Hey, everyone's so... a tricorn hats man. It's all the fashion. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm going to stare into his soul and, you know, we're going. Okay. So so, so what, i what's basically your gonna aim run your aim doing this. You're literally just trying to
0: I'm going I'm, I'm going to Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what I'm going to say is make an attack roll using your base attack. Okay. And then we'll we'll work out what the
1: damage might be if you hit him. Yeah. So I should have something like a hand axe which doesn't have any extras on, so I'll just roll a hand axe. Yeah, that's fun. Roll for that. And we'll just redo the damage, i will see I present my cart running into you. Oh no, More that probably doesn't it. work, because that's a very, oh! Here we go. I think, it, oh, oh, okay. Okay. Something's a bit wonky here, but I think it's doing it now. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Almost 15.
0: So, you you have not managed to hit him. So, what I'm going to do is basically move you to there. So, sort of like as you're sort of driving forward with the cart, trying to hit him, he's basically sort of like just moved his horse out of the way to like veer to the side. And you're sort of like wheeling the cart around, basically.
1: Yeah. So, okay. um, being that that's what I'm doing for movement, uh, can I shoot him as well? I will say you can have a go at shooting him.
0: However, you are gonna have a minus two penalty because obviously you're mm. trying to drive
1: a cart as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is a drive-by. <laughs> this, yeah. this is how we roll. Uh, okay, so we're gonna. Where's the sheets? Gone now. There we go. Okay, so we're talking flintlock. Situational modifier minus two two you said. Yep. So here it goes. Same guy. I think he I I
0: think that's a tag. Yes, that's a very palpable hit. Okay, so would you like to describe how you hit said torch wielding guy who obviously drops his torch and is now well drops himself basically. Would you like Mm. to describe how you finish him off?
1: Um yeah, I think it's it's a case of... Because he he put in some fancy driving work here where he uh, sort of basically sidestep with his horse in the make yeah. of time. And uh, I'm just wheeling around with the cart, uh, like pulling on the, the horses with um, one hand and just grabbing the... Because uh, I, I think he's going to shoot me right away when I pass him in the back. So I'm yeah. just turning around immediately and um, shooting basically over my shoulder at him and um, uh, yeah, uh, he well, because it, it hit him, not the horse, so probably catches it in the throat and uh, you know spins off the horse not Indeed. having a great day Excellent Okay,
0: and as he sort of hits the ground also this guy here who is sort of lying dead on the ground and has been for a while the torch that he was holding, which has been like lying on the ground finally goes out leaving just like a single sort of pool of light which you can basically see appears to be coming from the the woman she appears to have when she was like gathering a her herb she's like sat down a small lantern on the ground next to her and uh, obviously these guy, these guys had a couple of people on horses with like torches they've both been killed so the only light now is from this small lantern okay so I pres- has everyone gone Everyone done their turns? Yep. Okay yep lovely. So we're gonna go on to the the bad guys these two guys here. one of them is basically gonna turn and face Brock. the other is gonna like grab the woman and b- start making a move to like drag her away basically. So they're gonna sort of move to here. I'm gonna make a quick roll to see whether like her lantern gets knocked over in the struggle yes it does so our lantern gets knocked over there is a smash and the lantern breaks and goes out hopefully you guys can still see a bit
4: I can see myself and some of the
2: map so yeah Yeah. okay
4: (laughs)
0: That's absolutely grand. So, in the darkness, we're going to make our, uh, I'm going to make my attack rolls. So, the Brigand Attacking Lan.
2: Let me just that.
0: And they're gonna be at minus four because of the darkness. Is a 13 enough to hit Lam?
3: Uh she's 15.
0: Okay, so I this suppose. this guy swings at her, can't really see her in the dark. They're no better at seeing her in the dark than you guys are. Obviously, misses. Okay, so I'm gonna have the the bri- the other brigand who is drawing a pistol is going to shoot at roughly where he thinks Weimar is. Again, he's going to be on a a fat minus four penalty. So let me just make his uh, roll sort of a minus four from this. Yep, gets nowhere near you guys. However, very briefly there is a flash of light here. It's like the gun like. <laughs> So have a quick look at that, and when I finish talking in a few seconds, I'm going to turn that light off, because the flash has now faded. Okay, so the Brigand who was dealing with Brock is going to try his attack again with the penalty. Nowhere near with his minus three attack roll.
2: Okay. So,
0: that's them done, so we're back onto initiative again. So it's a mighty one for me again.
3: Go on, Weimar. Yeah, short term. Oh. <clears throat> Taking turns.
1: Well, uh, historically, this has not gone
3: well. Um. Odds are in your favour,
1: mm. and in fact, because I completely
0: <laughs> forgot that we said the cart had a lantern on it, so what I'm going to say is that basically Weimar, as like a free action, has just sort of like relit the lantern on the cart because he because that should have been on anyway and it's only really hampered me. So, so we'll say it went, in his full gallop, the lantern went out because it was getting jingled around and while I was just like relit it. But yeah, you get to have your go as normal, you guys. So anyone within the range of that light is not at a penalty. If you're outside it, you're on a minus four penalty for any attacks. Yeah.
4: I'm, I'm going to shoot this guy with my crossbow.
0: Okay, you won't be at a penalty because you're shooting into the light. So make your attack run. Okay, so Wymar and Brock, as you're sort of like preparing yourselves, from out of the darkness in this direction, there's a... and a crossbow bolt hits this guy down here who's like dragging the woman away he screams and falls to the ground a crossbow bolt sticking out of his throat and you see the woman sort of starts to run across across here heading in this sort of direction well she won't actually get to do a full move until the uh the npcs go obviously
3: Nice. okay who's next did you want to go Weimar in case it affects the um, light situation, etc.?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, if I can, like, we we don't really have detailed rules for how carts handle on the road, but um, yeah, just feel free to move as you would do normally. Yeah. So, is this guy like? What's his situation? He he, he shot his pistol. Yeah, he shot his or? pistol, and
0: he's literally just like dropped it. He's not even like yeah. trying to reload it. He's dropped his pistol. You can see that he's sort of like he's pulling up a, a sword and shield which were like strapped to his saddlebag, he's like lifting them up. Obviously, like he's discharged his yep. pistol, he's not got another one, so he was just planning on charging in, like or flailing around in the dark he didn't really know where you were. You've lit the light and now he's looked up and he's like Yeah. As he um, like sees I'm, you galloping towards him.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm driving by and
2: Oh
1: Out comes the sun sword and um I would like to take a swipe at him <laughs> as we go. Okay. This guy's not undead, so we're gonna roll O oh, natural. It's not looking great for him. Indeed it's not, however.
0: Your sword is now illuminating the scene. As like literally like the light of day is like pouring out. As you all hear like the choral. As he draws the sword. Swings it at this. This guy's like. What the fuck? And then like his head is neatly severed from his shoulders. There's a brief sort of sizzling hiss. As this red hot flaming sword passes through his neck. And he does that sort of cinematic thing where like, his head like remains where it is on his shoulders and he's like... Then you see the little line spread across his neck and the head goes... <coughs> and falls down next to him. And in case you hadn't guessed, he's dead.
3: Yes, the fact it's quarter eyes don't really help him, does it?
1: <laughs> no, not really. Helps okay. with the bleeding, not so much with the severed spine.
0: <laughs> yep. Okay. So have we got anyone left to go?
3: Uh it's just Brock and Lan.
0: Okay. I will obviously the engage. scene whilst Weimar has got the sword out, the scene is illuminated.
3: Yeah, Brock will he'll briefly look over and um he'll be pleased to see the woman seems to be uh free at the moment, so he'll continue to attack the one in front of him. Not very well, and then uh, Lan will also attack the one on. That looks a bit better. Indeed, it is. So
0: Lan actually steps forward, stabs because she's been like flailing around at this guy and not able to get at him. She actually stabs the horse. The horse topples over to one side, like landing on the leg of the guy. And whilst he's struggling to free himself, Lan steps over with a sword and finishes him off.
3: Nice. she will come running over to aid Brock.
4: Next okay. round.
1: Leave one alive.
3: Oh, well, that might be challenging.
0: Okay, so we're on to the NPCs, so, such as they are. So I'll do this guy... ...attacking Brock. He's got no modifier now. Doesn't hit anyway. Okay. So, back to initiative then. Unless anyone else has got to go. Okay, so... i have all done. I'll roll my initiative.
4: For uh, it's
3: back, back to me, it? All right.
4: What's up, pal? Okay. Oh, I'll one.
0: So, yeah, the, the, that brigand swings at you again, doesn't manage to hit. Okay. However, there is a loud crack of a black powder weapon being discharged from in this tree here which has been aimed at brock like the guy's been aiming for like a couple of turns so what i'm going to yep. do is i'm going to roll a d8 on a one to four it successfully hit brock five to six it's lan seven to eight it's the other brigand Okay, so it's hit Brock, so let me just bring up his his black powder weapon stats for his musket. So it's d10 damage. Okay, you take nine hit points of damage, Brock. (sighs) As As you suddenly feel this sharp pain as you're almost knocked off your feet. You're not, because you're massive, let's face it. And you've taken worse than this in your time, but like... Your shoulder is like shredded as these pellets from a like, or as these bullets from like a musket, it's like whacking to your shoulder, and you feel the brief hot spray of like your own blood as it's like over the side of your face. Yeah, not amazed. And I'll make this guy visible now because you you sort roughly know where he is. Okay, that's it for the NPCs. Over to you guys.
4: I will definitely shoot the brigand in the tree with the crossbow.
0: Yeah, I'll, do you want to go first? Yeah, I've, I've just you know like, I've just moved the woman a bit because I forgot she's just sort of
4: like running towards the path, basically. It's double damage, so it's six.
0: Okay, who are you aiming at?
4: The the man in the tree.
0: Okay, yep. So this guy's got off his one shot, but he's revealed his position. Quentin sort of steps forward a bit into the light, aims his crossbow rapidly, fires it. Again, there is another scream and the sound of a body falling out of the tree. Only hmm. one brigand remains.
3: Um, yeah, I'm going to raise my sword up, ready to sort of cleave into him and offer him uh, rich. Uh, some sort of surrender.
0: Okay, I, I'm actually drop gonna,
3: your weapon and you'll survive. I
0: was gonna say I'm gonna make a morale roll for him, which I should have made anyway. But okay, so you you raise your sword up and you like drop your weapon and you'll survive. And he like drops his shield and his sword, sort of like falls to his knees with his hands up, and he's like, okay, 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 I, I surrender, I surrender. And he's like holding his hands up, his weapons are, like on the fucking floor. We're effectively out of combat rounds.
2: Okay. I'm
4: gonna. uh... I'm gonna go and get myself a dagger.
0: Yeah, that's not a problem. You can recover like your spear and your dagger and whatnot. That's not not an issue. Yep.
3: I'm gonna uh, secure him. So, tie up his hands and feet for now.
0: Yeah, not a problem. Like I say, he's got no weapons to like pose any
3: real danger to you. So you tie him up. A bit and what's the, the woman is she trying to run off or is she
0: she looked as though she originally she was just trying to get to the path because obviously it's like the, the most sort of stable ground whereas now she's sort of like she basically got to here and she was obviously planning on like running away in this direction but she's got to here she's obviously seen that she's heard this guy saying he like surrenders and she's sort of like slowed down to. she's not turning around and come back but she's like slowed down a bit to like a jog whereas previously she was just running trying to get away whereas she's sort of slowly like slowing down now slows down to a sort of like fast walk and she's sort of like I'll, looking I'll over her shoulder out,
3: yeah. I call out to her then I say I suggest you stay with us uh knights drawing in it's not safe obviously she's like a no, uh, th-
0: th- thank you. Uh, uh, who are you?
3: Um, we are travelling back to our our town, New Zealand.
0: Yes. Oh, uh, um, well, well, yes. In that case, I, I certainly will travel back with you. I mean, after I'd after I'd finish collecting the, uh, the the sea holly there, that that's where I was planning on heading. And she's all like, the that? pats the satchel." She says, "Oh, sea holly," and she like gestures uh, to a patch of this sort of vegetation that's like growing down here. And she says, uh, "Yes, uh, sea holly. I'm I have the great honour to be a apprentice to the to the head apothecarian of of uh, New Zealand, uh, and uh, I, I was sent out to collect uh, sea holly. It grows best in these these rocky places on the uh, the coast, and uh, it's in great demand amongst the." Uh, the well-to-do as a, and then she looks a little bit uncomfortable. As a uh, revitalizing tonic,
1: mm. and you had to come get it at night. Uh, well,
0: yes. Yeah, so the, you see, the thing is, these are my, uh, my master is very protective about the, the places where these are, uh, these plants grow. I mean, obviously, anyone could uh, either trample them or or come and get them for ourselves uh, trade secrets yeah yes yes, so, no yes quite uh, uh, I didn't think anyone knew of this anyone knew I was here uh, when I started I started gathering the sea holly and it's it's a little bit of a labour intensive process you have to cut it just you or damage it and the, uh, the, the the roots of the plant etc and uh, well I was I was so engrossed in it I didn't hear when these these foot pads the, these vagabonds snuck up on me and then before I knew it I was surrounded by horses uh, one of them fired a a pistol, and uh, then the next thing I know, you were here. I'm afraid I can't tell you any more about them than, than you probably already know. I, they just uh, appeared out of the trees, and uh, the next thing I knew, they were they were trying to grab hold of me. I was trying to break free and run away, and like the rest, you know.
3: Um, yeah, Yeah. I mean we've we've never met anyone who meets this sort of description before, haven't we? These are just chances.
0: Yeah, basically it looks like it, yeah.
3: No sort of telltale sort of um insignias or anything like we've seen with the pirates or anything like that. Not tattoos or
0: Obviously, as you no. talk to this woman, she says, "Oh, um, forgive me, sorry, all love the shocker. I'm um, I'm Harriet Cresswell, apprentice uh, apothecary. Mm.
3: I'm glad we uh, we were able to help you in your your time of need. <laughs> Not as glad as I am," she says. Uh, let's get down to uh, business and find out what this this guy's about. Yeah, you still got a um, guy. Yeah. So, uh, what gives you the right to set upon a young lady of the f-
0: he says he says well, forest. he's Obviously, he's, he's got like his hands like tied behind his head, and he's all trussed up. And he's like, look, look, it, it were not nothing personal. We were we paid to do it. Paid? Yeah, that's
3: right. To attack someone? Who yeah. would? Who would pay n- to n- do something? Not such just a someone.
0: Earth uh, specifically. We were given a description and everything. By who? He says, uh, "Oh, it was a. Uh, it, it was one of those. Uh, and he sort of raised his eyebrows. One of those, uh, you know, from the, uh, from, from the Wormspire Mountains.
3: Yeah, you'll have to be more descriptive.
4: One of the changelings
0: He said. He says no, no. He says. He says no. It was one of the. Uh, it was one of the uh, dragon men, right and true. I saw it at my own eyes. and He says. Uh, I was. Uh, I, I was in one of the. Uh, I was in Virago Town on a uh, hagshaw, and well, uh, approached uh, approached me and the rest of the lads. He did gave us a description of the woman. T- told us that. Didn't know exactly when, but she'd be coming to this place. We were supposed to lurk around in the trees for a few days. If she turned up, grab her, take her back to Virago Town, and we'd be rewarded handsomely. G- give us like, give us like a fair bit of gold. And he sort of like gestures with his head towards like one of the saddlebags of a, that's like full on the ground near one of the uh, the guys that your spear took off his horse. And he's like, yeah, paid us a lot in advance. Told us it'd be even more if we if we got this woman back to him. Like I say nothing personal. We don't even know who she is. We were just told, oh, she's some like herbalist, uh, and we were given a description and told
4: she'd be here. I'm gonna load my crossbow,
0: John. <laughs> you you yeah. see, he sort of winces and tries to like sort of shy away from it, but he obviously can't really move. Where's
3: this? Personal, is it? Yeah, where's this Vir- Virago Town? Is it? It
0: says v- it says Virago Town. He says, well, it's a it's in Hagshaw. It's about a." Uh, it's about a day's a uh, day's ride to to the west of Dear Sun. He said "Yeah, you must know it. The, uh, the the sisters run it."
3: No, we're 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 new to this area,
4: so. Are you this crimson coin that people hear about? This this what? He says, "No, I'll, no, I'll shoot you, He's like, <laughs> "You what?" This.
0: And he's had slumps forward. He stays upright because I would like you've tied him,
4: but he's just like that's nothing personal. Hmm.
3: Is he a goner? Is he?
0: Unless something's done to save him, but I mean, we, we like he's effectively on the right head if... points. So we're talking like yeah, I didn't know where. Uh... Peeling potions. Where Quentin and stuff.
3: was shooting him, I didn't know if he just sort of shot him to. I assume you shot to, to kill. kill I shot
0: to kill Quentin. Obviously, if you still look. see, so did you shoot to like kill immediately, or like he's going to die? But he's uh, just,
4: just nice, slow, painful death.
0: Okay, so his head's slumped forward. You can hear he's like groaning slightly. So he is still alive, but you've seen sort of wounds like this before, Brock. Like from when people have been injured by like um, razor bears and stuff like that, and they've they've had their stomach torn open. You know that like without some like serious like heavy duty like healing, he's a goner. But it's oh, going to yeah. take him ages to die, and it's going to be well painful.
3: But he's like, uh... <gasps> yeah. I mean, I obviously don't like the guy, but yeah, I'm not going to put him through that.
4: So uh,
3: I'm just going to run him through scenes quentin's made his decision on him
4: yeah i'm going back to my horse.
0: Yep, yeah, no
3: problems so i'll sort of put him out of his misery
0: no worries you this with, like, no with a clear stroke you put him out of his misery the the woman harriet craswell who's now sort of like wandered back over a bit and she's like now she can see that, like all these brigands have been finished off. She sort of wanders over and she's like, "Oh well, well again, uh, my thanks. are uh, I'm sure, I'm sure my my master will be most grateful for your help in this situation."
3: Would you, would you know why why they would be uh, after you personally? They seem to know you by description.
0: I I honestly can't think why. I mean the, I mean I'm just a uh, an apprentice apothecary. I don't have any, well, beyond my knowledge of herbs, I don't have any, anything that would be valuable to anybody.
3: What, what about your, your, uh, your master, as it were, or your, your yes, teacher? Well,
0: well, yes, I can understand if they were, if they were going to attempt to, to, to steal away my master. I mean, uh, after all, uh, my master's the head apothecary of New Zealand, uh, so, her knowledge is far, far outpaces my own,
3: and she's quite well known in this area.
0: Oh yes, yes, of course. I mean, especially since that um, that business with the changeling. It was um, she who first invented the uh, the the unguent, the, the the salve, the the sight of truth that is scattered on people as they enter New
4: Zealand.
2: Hmm okay
4: round up the horses get the gold sell the horses more gold find this crimson point okay find out what's going on with this other kidnapping
0: so we'll deal with the horses later but as you check through the saddlebags of these the various people you've felled you do indeed find out they their to have been extremely well paid and between all of them you find six thousand gold pieces. Wow! Which is a an amazing payment by anyone's stretch of the means. Never mind. Brigands, effectively.
1: What's the What's the coinage here? Who's Who's paying these guys?
0: Okay, you see the coins here. They appear to have a like a sort of three clawed like mark on one side. And they have like a mm-hmm. a very simple like dragon's head on the other side.
2: Mm-hmm. Have
3: we seen them coins when we went to New Zealand? No, the previous uh, ones in
0: New Zealand uh, had a crown on one side and uh, a seal on the other.
2: Yeah. Mm.
3: But- and the two. Two sisters owned this. Well, not owned, but seemed to run this town off the on the coast by Deerson, well, yeah, well, west uh, of Deerson.
0: As you're talking about that, Harriet says, um, "Well, yes, yeah, surely you you must have heard of the of the the, the sisterhood. They're a, they're a strange sort of religion. They 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 settled on the uh, on the uh, the southern coast, just just to the west of here, uh, uh, Hagshore, as it's now known. Uh, they they appear to have some sort of non-aggression agreement with uh, with Wormspire Mountains. They they seem to be like not attacked by them at all. The, the The creatures and she wrinkles her nose up in a bit of disgust. From Wormspire, seem to come and go freely and not cause any trouble there. But whatever witch-spawned bargain they made with the with the Lord of Wormspire, I I shudder to think.
3: Mm. And and these, this sisterhood or whatever. Where did they come from? Did you say?
0: She says, well, from from what I hear, and this is this is only rumour, mind you. Uh, I I heard that their leader was a once a an old or wise woman who lived in a in a small cave near to a to dear son. And during the, the nights of colourless fire, when chaos reigned and magic ran wild in the streets, uh, she emerged from the, the caves and she used her her own sorceries to combat the worst of the effects in the small area around Dearsun. In gratitude to that, she she effectively became the, the de facto ruler of that small area, and I gather she... She took a number of women, young women, as her apprentices, uh, her her lesser priestesses, whatever you want to call them, to to start this religion. And between them, they built Virago Town, just to the the west of Dear And I I believe that's why she still is to this day, as far as I'm aware. But like I say, that's just rumour.
3: Have you seen this woman? Has she got quite an old sort of hag-like appearance?
0: Yes, well, from from what I, uh, from what I've heard, I've not seen it directly, but from the descriptions I've heard, bear in mind these may be exaggerated. Uh, yes, yeah, she, she had a distinctly crone-like appearance, uh, slightly. Mm. From what I've heard, she has slightly greenish skin. Jenny. Yes, that's the name I heard.
3: Wonder how good her memory is. Hmm. Oh well.
2: Oh, she can always be thankful.
3: Um, well, Is there anything else we need to try and ascertain?
4: I don't think so.
3: I mean, we're going to make camp anyway, aren't we? Because we're still a couple of hours away, are we? From
4: Yeah. I think we should just pile the bodies up somewhere and then I'll just kick them over the cliff
0: yeah that's a fairly simple way of disposing of them not a problem you can do that sea burial you all settle down for the evening you make camp you all get a good night's rest any of you are down hit points can regain 1d3 hit points
3: okay Okay, now we'll make the, the short journey back then, I guess. Indeed. So,
0: next morning.
3: Did Harriet collect the rest of the herbs, or or did she already finish sort of collecting them?
0: She seemed to have already sort of finished with that. Yeah. So, the next morning you set off. And very early on, you see the gates of New Zealand up ahead of you. You can see the, the sort of a priest stood outside the gate, you know, scattering the, the waters, the, the visions of truth over people. There's the normal guards sort of stood at the gate. One of them. Sees you. Obviously, Harriet's travelled with you, and he sort of like hails her as she approaches. Obviously, no, sir. See, she looks a bit shook up, and he's like, uh, uh, "Are you all right? Uh, are you all right, miss?" And she's like, "Oh yes, sir. Uh, thanks, thanks to these brave souls. uh A a, a group of footpads sat upon me while I was out to uh, gathering herbs. If it hadn't been for for, for these fellows, I, I, I don't know what would have happened." The the guard sort of like looks over at you all like gives you an approving nod and he's like oh well uh, th- thank you for uh thank you for seeing uh miss cresswell safely returned i'm sure uh, i'm sure her master will be most glad of it and he just sort of like waves you on like to go through since you've got her with you but obviously you get a bit of water splashed on you as you go through obviously none of you are changeling so it doesn't do anything to you other than like it slightly smells of garlic
4: uh, we'll lap that up, yep. Rocks aftershaves.
3: Yep. I mean, every every few days to top up.
1: Yeah, it's Garlic City, anyway, so.
3: <laughs> um, should we uh, go and have. See if we can get an audience with the Apocryphy, since we've got a sort of contact?
4: I was thinking breakfast, but yeah.
3: yeah. I think we had that before we left, didn't we? No, that was more
1: dried out. The, what, what about second breakfast? So. Oh
3: bloody hell, we're on the Hobbit thing again, aren't we?
2: <laughs> but
1: in in all seriousness, um, I don't think I have a, a lot of good ideas concerning how we should proceed here necessarily. So, well, but
4: let's Happy. go and just find somewhere to chat for a second about Jenny, and then. Um,
3: yeah okay we'll we're, um, we'll leave her to go her, her way back to hypocrisy. we'll tell her we'll
4: pop around later yep
0: yeah, not a problem she tells you that you'll be able to find her at the east tower and then she sort of heads off in this direction around the, the sort of outside of it you've, you've been down this main street you know it leads to this east tower sort of hereish and yeah you, you again she thanks you you guys are left on your own to discuss whatever you see fit. So, go ahead. Well,
4: um, Jenny could
3: be a problem. I can't actually remember. What was our promise <laughs> Promise to her. We,
4: we promised to get them somebody to train as an apprentice uh, by the spring.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, I know we'd sort of uh, missed the deadline and that, obviously, but it sounds like she's got a potentially a village full <laughs> of uh, apprentices I yeah, don't know. what
4: she has is a court cool and a potential vendetta yeah. against Malcolm
3: yeah whether, yeah whether she still holds that is uh, well I said uh, she could always be
4: thankful we didn't technically make her a god
3: yeah, if you could convince her yeah potentially Um. but I mean that was 10 years or more so, whether she still remembers that or even worried about it, I'm not sure. Uh, it's whether we need to go and investigate what's going on there, because I wouldn't have thought if she's in sort of um, allegiance with the Dragon Lord or Fire Lord, or then she's probably not, not going to be an ally of ours. It's,
4: no, but then that just doubles the risk on Malcolm, doesn't it? Cause yeah. Could be essentially yeah. two
3: places looking for him. Yeah, I don't know if we need to visit there at, at this stage, but it's definitely something to bear in mind that it's there as a potential threat in the future. Well,
4: it's definitely a threat, because they're trying to yeah. kidnap that people from our fucking town. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was
3: actually the, li- the lizard or the dragon folk that actually... were paying for it, but then asking them to take him to that town. So yeah. it's a sort of combination, wasn't it? Yeah. It's sort
4: of bartered fruit. Yeah. Yeah. Why,
1: Mark? Oh. Hmm? Sorry.
3: Oh. I mean, they're going to try it again. I should imagine if, if they failed. So she's definitely got to be a lot more, uh, cautious in the future not going to be be wondering about yeah she ain't going to be wondering about picking bloody herbs in the future I should imagine
4: I mean obviously the obvious thing is to use her as either bait or barter for the one they actually want which would be the apocryphal
3: yeah I can't believe they want her specifically I wouldn't have thought
1: um, so convince the apothecary to act as bait.
4: I think there's there's definitely potential there. If you steal the apprentice, then the masters most likely going to want them back. Mm. I assume not everybody just you know so it's all right. I'll get another one.
3: Yeah, but they wouldn't be doing it for money, would they? It would be for I don't know some sort of meetup or something where they could yeah you know, get to the apocryphy in some sort of trick or trap. I should imagine. Maybe we can speak to them at a later stage and. get their opinion, see what they think, see if they know any more.
1: So, you said later, what, what are we going to do? Right well, I mean,
3: we're obviously just recovering from our expedition journey, etc. I didn't know what you were doing with your your sealed letter of...
1: Oh, I need to sort out the mayor.
3: Yeah, so I didn't know if you wanted to look into that first or speak to the or if we want to look into the uh, the crimson
2: well
4: why don't we do this then you two go and deal with the mayor Hmm. I'll go and start looking around this crimson coin Hmm. okay when when I find them I'll come let you know
3: okay so shall we let we sort of meet up at sort of dinner time or something at the tavern. Or
4: let's go t- from the tavern um, mid afternoon. Okay.
3: All
2: right.
3: Yeah, okay. We haven't. Don't speak to the mayor,
0: yet, have we? So, team, speak to the mayor. <laughs> what what is your plan for locating the mayor
1: we'll stop someone on the street and ask pray yeah, just... tell wherefore doth the mayor make his abode <laughs> that is an absolutely sound
0: <laughs> plan okay so you are told you, you ask around a few different people you're told that the mayor's home is located in the prosperous East Side district of New Zealand, and if you have a look on your map, you can see that like the East Side district is this block here. Mm-hmm. And since you're sort what of like, you're on the borders of that anyway, this is like these grey buildings you can see that yeah. as you sort of look down the street in that direction, the, the houses are obviously of like a slightly more sturdy and sort of a, not really opulent because obviously it's still a small town, but definitely like more money's been put into these buildings than if you look mm-hmm. at, down the street across the bridge to uh the sort of like the south side area, like all the buildings are a bit more sort of like ramshackle and sort of like thrown together there, whereas these ones look like some sort of care and like some some serious gp has been invested in in these buildings many a gold Mm. piece has been spent but yeah you're told the the mayor's house is in the east side district and i will very quickly if i can just quickly draw on like a little hex for see how quickly i can do this with the drawing tools some nice purple hacks.
2: There we
0: go. That's where the man's house is.
3: Let's go and see if we can get an appointment then.
0: <laughs> okay, so you guys head down there to the mayor's house, you wander through the streets and as I've said it's slightly more opulent here. It's also adjacent to this area where like, you know the uh, the jewelers and like the chandlers and the people who provide the services to like the central temple district work. So there's like more sort of artisan crafters and such like around here. But as you move past that into the east side district, you start coming across all these slightly more lavish and sturdily built buildings. Most of the buildings you've seen elsewhere, are so they're quite sturdy, but they're built of wood. Whereas you start seeing more stonework in these buildings as you sort of wander down. They look a good deal more sturdier, and you start seeing people around who aren't wearing the the sort of tabards that would mark someone out as a one of the New Zealand like town guards. But they're obviously like guards of a sort, perhaps like hired guards or bodyguards or something like. You start seeing buildings with like where people can obviously afford to like hire their own people to like administer the security of their buildings and unsurprisingly as you wander up towards what you've been reliably told by people asking for directions is the home of Elijah Kersey, the mayor of New Zealand you see that there are indeed some soldiers for want of a better term stood outside the door, they're not wearing like the livery of New Zealand so perhaps sort of like hired contractors But they're stood there with like spears. A couple of them have like pistols on their belts. They look like they're very well equipped, and you you can both tell because you both got like mad combat experience that these fellows have obviously like also seen their fair share of trouble. By the way they're standing and they're sort of holding their weapons, they're obviously like ready to use them if necessary, and they've had practice at it. So, what do you guys do? As you sort of approaching, you see you see a handful of these guards. Why, Mark, can you roll me a D6? Okay, so there's two guards stood out the door. What do you guys do? How are you approaching?
1: Do you mind if I do the talking?
3: Well, it's it's your uh, appointment. Uh... It's your uh, office, <laughs> yeah, well, so probably appropriate.
1: Before we set to claiming that, let's talk to the man. Well, yeah. Uh, hello, citizens of New Zealand, I say as we approach the guards. One of the guards, i like, nudges the guy
0: next to him, and he's like, he sort of looks at you like. Nudges his <laughs> mate and he's like, get, get a load. I presume you're still like wearing like plate armour and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. He, he like nudges this guy next to him and he's like, get a load of this joker here. And he's and he's then he's sort of like in a that sort of over exaggerated way, like he's he's talking to a child. He's like Hello, is there anything I can help you with?
1: <laughs> we have come to have a discussion of uh, high import with the mayor
0: uh, again like he's like almost like he, he sort of thinks you're like addled of wits mm-hmm. he, and like mm-hmm. talking in this very slow exaggerated motion he's like well I'm afraid the mayor is extremely busy so unless you have an appointment with him or unless he's expecting you I'm going to have to ask you to make an appointment and come back later I'm sorry about that, but he's a very busy man.
1: I'll um, I'll take out the the documents. Yeah, no problem. You and, you pull uh, out
0: this scroll and you you see them sort of like reach for the weapons as they're to be like, yeah. like a magic scroll or something yeah. like that. But when you just like show it, like oh, it's got writing yeah. on it, like normal writing, not any weird arcane glyphs, they like relax a little bit. I'll, the guys yeah, like and I'll I'll hold it up to them and it's like. Here you go, this is the invitation. He, he scans over it and you see like his eyes like widen and his eyebrows raise as he like reads the text on it proclaiming you to be the, the the protector, the castellan of the towers of New Zealand, and it's signed by Mercy Dixon, obviously. He sort of raises his eyebrows and he's like
1: he's like Yeah don't don't let the uh, don't let the metal fool you. It's it's an in... Affectation. He, he said, uh,
3: sh- as he's reading i should comment oh you can read then
0: he, he, he sort of bristles a bit at that and he's like of course i can read right and then he uh he, and he sort of like he, you know raises his eyebrows obviously looks at you and your dress, like you're dressed and, and he's like how about you
3: oh something to me now
0: yeah he's, Basically, you've come in and you're like, "Oh, you can read, can you?" And he's like, "Yeah, I can read." Like puffing his chest out. But he's like, "What about you?" As you're like there in your furs and whatever.
3: Well, I'm accompanying Weimar here, so his business is is our business.
0: He he sort of like just just like blanks you. Turns towards Weimar and he's like, uh, uh, "Sorry, forgive my uh, forgive my previous impertinent." Uh, Sir, of course we'll have to get the the, the paperwork uh, verified. But um, if you could keep your uh, your manservant here under under control, this is
1: a this is a civilized town.
3: you yeah, will do well to keep him under control yeah, I, if he keeps I mouthing
1: off. I, I know. I was here chopping the very first logs for it. He,
0: like, let's, let's get on. He looks a little bit confused, and he's like, well, obviously this disappears for all intents and purposes to be signed by. The current Castellan, Mercy Dixon, but as you can appreciate with everything going on recently, there's a lot of people about who've been claiming to be what they're not. So we're going to have to send a rider out to uh to Worms Watch to like confirm this. Might take a couple of days.
1: Wonderful. Is and that? Is that? A, that, is will that give a, us sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, sir. Go ahead. That that will give us two whole days to have meetings with the mayor.
0: He says, "Well, no, we're going to have to verify this before we can let like, you in to see the matter. I mean, you could be anybody. I mean, don't get me wrong; you, you, you've got in through the gates. So you're obviously not
1: one of them th- them changing things." But yeah, I was about to—I was about to pop some garlic in my mouth, but I suppose there's no need for that. He says, uh, I,
0: I, "I tell you what. So, just to, uh, to show there's no hard feelings about the." Uh, the, the misunderstanding. If if you're willing to wait here for a few moments, sir, I'll go and speak to the to the mayor now, see if he's free. I'll explain what's happened, mm-hmm. and we'll see where we can go from there. I can't guarantee anything. Yeah, but that's the best I can do, sir. And he, he disappears inside. Roll me a d6. Why am I anything but a one or a two? And the mayor will be able to like squeeze you in for like a little, little sort of meet and greet.
1: No, nah, not for me. Never. Okay, hates so, my guts.
0: So he comes back out, and the the soldier's like, "Oh, I'm I'm very sorry, sir. Um, the mayor's currently in trade talks with a with some of the the merchants who pass through the town. Uh, like I say, we by the time that's settled down, we should have time to uh, verify your paperwork, sir. I'll uh, I'll send a rider out to a Worms Watch straight away. Uh, if you could come back in a couple of days, sir." Um, by then we should have the. the assuming nothing unfortunate happens, the rider should have returned. We can verify the paperwork. Um, the mayor said as long as the, as long as the paperwork's fine, he's quite willing to have a meeting with you in a couple of days at your convenience. Mm-hmm. So, I hope that's okay, sir. Sorry, I can't do more.
1: I'll see you in two days. He, he nods. Thank Okay. Yeah, uh, we exit the stage Indeed.
0: So at this point, we're going to cut across to Team Crimson Coin, a.k.a. Quentin. Okay, so Quentin, you're planning on heading into the town. You're trying to track down this Crimson Coin, either an individual or an organization. You're not sure. You've just got the name, and apparently they're like a rising sort of threat in the like the underworld, such as it is in this town so so what do you what are your plans how, how do you plan to go about this
4: i plan to start in the south side okay. um, dock side
0: okay so i'll move the uh the party token down there for the moment since we're dealing with you so you cross over the bridge you head through past like uh, where a number of, like, mercers, uh, textile dealers and carpenters work just over the bridge. You head through the Dockside area, which is, is a residential district, but also there's sort of, like, the the slightly more day-to-day trade, you know, fishermen and stuff like that. Yeah. And then as you get into Southside, it starts moving into, like, more sort of residential buildings. But these aren't the sort of glorious, like, stone buildings of Eastside. These are, like, very rough-and-ready wooden buildings, A lot of them look like they've been repurposed from like the debris of old buildings presumably ones that collapsed during the nights of colourless fire
4: and yeah Yeah, yeah. yes but the idea is i'm starting somewhere i know i'd go to score some quick money so around the traders dockside area because it's busy so what I'm going to do is I'm going to look out for people weighing up um, potential thefts rather than actual thefts. I'm not, I'm not worried about them. They're going to be gone before I even get there.
0: Okay. So you're just sort of like looking for someone who might be scoping out someone as a as a mark, basically.
4: Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, let me just have a quick at your character We'll get you to make some sort of roll on this. I'm not sure what yet, but... Uh, let me just have a quick look at your character sheet. I would say, given that you're a thief and you've got these sort of abilities, let's see. I would say, basically, make me a make me a pickpockets roll. And if you succeed, you've spotted somebody. You have succeeded. Success. So you're sort of you're like looking around and you obviously you're trying to be discreet yourself, but you're like you're sort of trying to like you, you know you need a thief to catch a thief sort of thing. Yeah. As you're wandering around, you see a number of potential things, but nothing comes of it. And then as you're sort of wandering down the street here between Dockside and Southside, you get up to the sort of far end here where there's like a lot of fishmongers, etc. And you can see there's a number of fishmongers outside. They've got like their wares sort of like laid out, etc., they're sort of like dealing between themselves it's like people from south side like buying their fish and whatever you can see obviously like money's changing hands like coins are being weighed to make sure they're not counterfeit stuff like that and as you're sort of like looking around you're sort of you're blending in you're not doing anything to draw attention to yourself and as you're sort of looking around on the corner of the street you notice what appears to like a young lad he's like in his mid-teens and he's just sort of, like, lurking around. And you spot, like, it appears to be, like, pay, he's paying close attention without looking like he's paying close attention to the average person, to, like, where these coins are being weighed out and, like, who's passing the money about. Like, most people haven't noticed, but you know the game. So you sort of, like, spot him. He's not... You suspect he's probably not the person who's going to commit the actual robbery. He's just, like, the person who, like, picks the targets. And you can see he's, like, obviously, like, keeping an eye out for, like, In case anyone's, like, just made a big transaction and then wandered away to, like, go about the rest of their business. And as you continue watching, you see a a merchant, you presume, he, he buys, like, a bulk load of, like, fish from, like, a fat, like, pouch of coinage, which he puts back on his belt. He's got a couple of, like, guys with him, who are obviously, like, manservants. They pick up this big crate of fish. And they start, like, walking back, heading down this sort of, like, small street between, like, the fishmongers and, like, the old clothes, sort of, sellers. As he's, uh, as they start heading down this street, you you see the younger lad, sort of, sat there. And he, he walks off, and he's just, like, whistling like, in the opposite direction. And he's, like, whistling a tune, like, a, a very, sort of, like, discordant tune under his breath. And as he does so, and he, he disappears from sight down the street, you see like two guys like peel out of side alleyways and start following this small train of three people down this side street.
4: Cool. So the one that's gone, that's been whistling. Yep. I'll have him because I'm not worried about them um, pinching from her. Yeah, no problems.
0: You. You head back to where this uh, this young lad has just gone round the corner, sort of hereish. You you follow him. You follow around the corner. He's not really spotted you. You can see he appears to be making his way along the sort of like the outer wall in this direction. Yeah. And yeah, make, make me a make one of your sort of like moving shadows rolls, just to see if he like you manage to remain hidden, because obviously he knows he's up to no good. okay so you you start following after this uh this young lad and as as you're following him you suddenly notice that as he walks past a it's just like a barrel of like water like outside a building you see him look down at the barrel and he like catches sight of like your reflection like following him and he suddenly like takes off at a run down the street so like knocks these two barrels over it's, psh, water spills over the streets and as the spray goes up into the air you see he's like running down the street away from you
4: how tall are the buildings
0: they're mostly sort of single floor buildings not massively tall oh I'll go up then okay now
4: I run along the rooftops to get in
0: now, if only I had some sort of a chase map prepared.
2: Oh, there
0: we go. <laughs> okay, obviously I've used the generic brigand picture for the dude, but uh, it, like I say, it's this young lad.
4: Okay, well he is a brigand. So, well, yeah,
0: yeah, pretty much. Okay, so you're following after him. Now, what this is going to come down to is we're both going to make constitution rolls because it's more about can you sustain the pace and keep running. Um, if you can, Each time you get a constitution success per round, you get a tick. If you get three ticks before he does, you've caught him. However, I'm going to give you a minus two bonus because obviously you're trying to roll below your constitution score because you're using the yep. rooftop so you can move a bit more rapidly. There's no detritus or street debris in the way. Yeah. So for the first round make your con roll i'm going to roll for the the lad who doesn't Minus
2: two.
0: okay so you've got your first tick so obviously this guy is like this young lad is like running hell for ladder down the street you can see him looking around but he doesn't seem to have spotted you up on the rooftops so you're basically you're actually starting to like like really catch up on him because he's having to like duck round people and dive over like carts and stuff like that whereas you're just like straight running across the roofs occasionally leaping over a little gap that's no problem for for someone of your skill level so on to the next round again it's just a straight contest okay the young lad has passed his this round so he gets a tick Okay, so he started to quicken his pace. He's like, he's fairly young. He's quite athletic, so he's jumping over like carts. He's just like pushing people out of the way. He's still looking behind him. You see him glance upwards. He's now seen you're on the roof, but like, what's he going to do about it? Like you're up there, he's down here. He doesn't seem to have any weapons on him. He's trying to like duck into alleyways and sort of like give you the slip. But because of your success, you're keeping up with him. You've nearly drawn level with him. So, again, next round, contest again. He's not succeeded. Okay, neither of you. So, you're maintaining your sort of level, like you've not managed to gain on him. So, we'll go straight on to the next yeah. round. He's not succeeded, he's not doing very well, bless him. Okay, so as he he basically ducks down an alleyway again, trying to give you the slip. And as he's sort of running down this alleyway, there's like two buildings with like a very narrow gap, and you've managed to get ahead of him. So as he starts going down the alleyway, you're already stood on the top of one of the buildings that sort of like drops down into this alleyway. What do you want to yeah, do? I'll
4: drop down in front of him.
0: Yep, yeah, absolutely no problem at all. Obviously, you've got a bit of license because you've caught him in the chase. I don't know why I've pulled that map up. So, yeah, you you drop down into the alleyway in front of this young lad. He, he tries to come to a screeching halt, accidentally sort of catches his feet in some of the crates and stuff at the side of the alleyway in his panic, slides forward, like skidding onto the floor and basically like lands in a heap at your feet as you're sort of stood in the alleyway. So like the shadows falling over you. So as he's sort of like trying to scramble backwards, like pushing with his hands, trying to scramble back to his feet, what do you want to do?
4: I will just pull up my silver dagger okay you don't want to do that kid he's he, he sort of like he,
0: he looks up and he's like he's like i didn't do anything mister i didn't do anything
4: it's debatable isn't
0: it? he looks up and he's like what, what, what do you want
4: i want either your life or He goes pale when you say boss.
2: It's
0: like, oh, my my boss. I I, I, I don't know what you mean, sir. He's obviously lying.
4: (sighs) Kids today. Which one's it to be, kid? Life or boss? There's no third question Yeah,
0: he's, he's, he's like look look i i i can't take you to the duke like no one knows who the duke is like no one no one's seen him the duke right
4: where'd like, you meet where'd you get your jobs from
0: he's, he's like oh i i i i get him from his uh i get him from his uh his, his uh his second uh per- perkins uh martha perkins and he's like he's like stumbling over his words he's obviously like bricking himself
4: Martha Perkins.
0: Yeah, that, that's right. She 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 hands the orders down. She's the only one who like knows who the Duke is and like speaks to him directly.
4: Okay. Did you know that you're stealing in my town? I don't even know who you are. It's a statue of me in the centre of the fucking town.
0: He he looks at you and he's like raises an eyebrow. He's like Is there? Yeah. Is that what's your name? What's your name then? What was the god called? I believe yours was. Let me just have a look. Boom, boom, boom.
2: Yours was the sort of. It wasn't the
0: shining one. Uh, bu, 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 bu. I, th- I believe it was. The, I think it was the flayed god was yours. I might be wrong. Oh yeah. It's the flayed god. He look, he sort of like raises again. He's like, looks, he looks genuinely confused. And he's like, No, that's not a statue of you, that's a statue of a god, isn't it? That's the, the flayed god. Like, the name says it all. you seen the fates. He's like, No, I, I can't say how great greatly looked in it. I don't, I don't follow any of that. He is. Like my, my parents raised me to like follow Leander. I don't, I don't don't mess with any of that.
4: So then, where can I find her, or should we just sacrifice you?
2: So whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: there's like, there's there's no need for that. It's like look, uh, sh- sh- shop operates out of a out of an older uh, warehouse in a in a south side. Is that like, look? If you if you were uh, I'll take you there if you if you let me go. Right. Okay. So he walks you through the south side
4: to. kid, don't try anything funny. Okay.
0: Out. I don't know why it's put space in between, but there we go. Leads you to what what for all intents and purposes appears to be like an old abandoned warehouse. That's what it looks like from the outside. Leads you to that it's like it's like there there it is. this is the place. And like I say, this place is like Either it's a derelict warehouse or someone's gone to a lot of effort to make it look like a derelict warehouse.
4: I'm stuck behind him, yeah? Yeah. I'm just going to cotch him around the back of the head and drag him into an alleyway.
0: Yeah, you start. he goes down, you haul him into an alleyway, not a problem. I'm going to ask you to make me a D12 roll. If you get anything but a one, you're fine. Yeah, you drag him into an alleyway, you're unseen by anybody. Happy days. And you stood facing this abandoned warehouse.
4: I'm now going to investigate the outside of the warehouse.
0: Okay, it appears to be a, a sort of squarish, like wooden building. There's no real windows, so to speak. It's a one story building. The door's like hanging off its hinges. There's a damage to the wood on the outside. there's like chipped peeling paint work so peering through the gaps in the door you can see inside there's like cobwebs everywhere. there's old crates and sort of like rubble and rubbish lying on the floor Are
4: there any spotters or anything around
0: you You have a quick look around Romy d six. Five. okay you have a look around you don't see any spotters okay. what do
4: you want to do I will now i go back and get the guys
0: okay not a problem so where did you guys arrange to meet up remind me a Tavern. okay not a problem so you head to the tavern and i'll move your thing there so you head to the the hunter and beetle you all rendezvous there at the agreed time you're all now present you sort of sat around one of the tables inside it's fairly empty at the moment because it's like mid-morning most people are working or whatever so there's not like a big crowd in. Feel free to discuss what you wish, guys.
4: I found the job handler.
3: Um. Yeah, do we know what we're dealing with yet?
4: I'm going to say it's going to be a medium to large size group. So, um, let's be conservative and say plus 15.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Um, I mean, we didn't have much luck with the two goons outside the mayor's house. Quite
4: rude.
1: Yeah, the mayor's going to want another document from Dixon.
4: <laughs> the
1: fact so that it's
3: 10 years old, maybe. Something to do with that.
1: So uh, we've got a couple of days, um, essentially free time to, I suppose, round up these folks. Well,
4: round them up, take them over, whatever.
1: Okay. Um, It sounds like we need to plan this out. (laughs) Yeah. These these two are very different outcomes.
3: (laughs) I mean, I'm curious. If if this letter goes through and you take charge of the the town, it might be a, a good thing as your first sort of appointment to deal with this issue. I'm wondering if it's worth waiting a day or two and just we investigating. Could scout, just
4: scout it for a couple of days. Yeah,
3: that's what I mean. Just sort of scouting it out and I mean, get some if, more info.
0: If you guys want to like abstract it a little to like move along, we can easily just say oh, you wait two days, we'll cut to the mayor's meeting, we'll have Quentin, like, make a roll or two for his scouting, I can give him some information then we can, like, cut to you all, like, having a meeting with the mayor and you can go and deal with this afterwards if that's what you want
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that's what we should do I'm just putting it forward as a it'd be quite a good, sort of, first action a feather in his cap. Yeah, just to, sort of, seal the approval of uh, the locals, maybe and Yeah If you think it's...
1: Let's do it. Let's let's jump ahead.
3: And it'll give us a bit of time to, yeah, maybe scope it out a bit, see if we can work out a few numbers and, yeah, if there's anything that's going to be more of a problem than we first think.
0: Okay. So a couple of days passes. You head back to the, the mayor's building, the, the same guys on the door greet you and I'm going to ask quickly uh, can you please Quentin make me either an intelligence or a wisdom check, it's up to you which one
1: um, I don't know if it's on your end or mine but that was completely garbled <laughs> it, it's probably it's probably on my end um,
0: basically I was asking if Quentin can make a an intelligence or a wisdom check It's up to you which one you want to make. This is for your scouting. (laughs) Okay, so obviously this organization is like taking great pains not to be spotted. However, you do see at various points like a couple of people sort of enter and leave the building. So there is traffic going in and out of the building. You've not seen any women, so probably not this Martha Perkins that you've heard about. But you see people go into the building. As they get in there, you notice that when they head inside, so see you're like keeping an eye on them. They go over to a very specific crate. They take the top off the crate, get inside, and then they seem to like disappear. And then, like like maybe like an hour or two later, like the top gets like slid off the crate from the inside, and they get out of it, put the like lid back on, and go about the business.
4: So I can guess this some form of ladder down. So valid
0: assumption. So that, that's what you found out like during the couple of days. And then you all head to the, the meeting with the mayor. Like I say, you're met by the, the same guys outside. They say, Oh yeah, the they, they sent a rider to uh, the fastest rider to the, the worms watch tower who's like spoke to Mercy Dixon, verified that the paperwork's legit, come back, the mayor's ready to meet with you. You're shown inside this, like, fairly sort of, like, I say, luxurious sort of building, such as it is. And inside, there is a very portly man with sort of fiery red hair. He has, like, big sideburns and a large, like, handlebar mustache that joins onto it. He's wearing a monocle and has a long pipe in his hand. He's got, like, a brown, sort of, leather jacket on, white, starched shirt underneath, with, like, the collar sticking up, and like one of those little, like black, like neckties around it. He's sat behind a desk. And there's like various official-looking, like paperwork. There's an ink and a quill. There's a there's another guy sort of sat there who's like writing on a with a quill on a like a piece of paper as he's like talking to them, maybe like his personal assistant or something similar. And he 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 sort of looks up, sees you all, and he's he puffing on his pipe. He gestures some empty chairs and he's like, i, I, I have, a, have a seat. I'll um, I'll be with you in a moment." And then he turns back to the the guy who's doing the writing and he's like, "So, um, as I was saying, uh, we we'll, we're perfectly prepared to ratify the trade agreement if the aforementioned concessions can be agreed on, signed, and approved." At which point, this guy finishes writing it down. He he puts some of that sort of like powder on the ink blows on it to dry it passes it over to the mayor who folds it up melts some wax onto it puts his signet ring presumably into the wax to give his seal passes it back to this fellow who stands up and walks out of the door he then turns around looks towards you all and he says i gather uh one of my fellows tell me uh, you wish to have a, an, an official meeting with me. I've always found that uh, a few meetings tend to go uh, far more smoothly and more pleasantly with a with a good smoke. And he says, uh, do you partake? And he sort of lifts up his pipe and like,
1: waves it a little bit. Did we buy Adobe? We're going to have to check. Oh, damn it. I misclicked. I uh, seem to have deleted one of my abilities, John. Uh, yeah, no problem. We'll sort it out later. Okay. Old Doby, I don't think I... Unless we filled up as a group, I don't think I think I think
3: it's uh, on the group but... list, yeah. yeah. I've got one left, but I think so, we do care. So,
0: see, seeing you checking your pockets, the the mayor mayor cursey says uh oh it's uh, not a problem and he he opens a drawer on his desk takes out a a leather pouch and sort of like drops it on the desk it's tied up with a leather thong and as he drops Mm. it on the desk it sort of falls open a little bit and you can see there's like a good measure of like old adobe in there and you can smell this fragrant spicy aroma of the yeah the tobacco And he says, i'm afraid i can't help you with the pipe so I, I trust the civilized fellows.
1: You've uh, you've got your own. Oh, pipes! We have, but it seems we may have consumed the rest of our supplies on the road. Ah, uh, uh, well, you, you.
0: As I say, I, I generally prefer to start meetings with a good pipe. So um, have yourselves.
1: Yeah. So yeah, lighting up.
0: Yep. And he says, uh, "Now, uh, if I'm," uh, and, he, and he takes out from his desk. You see, it's like the original, like. Piece of paper that you gave to his guy, he takes out. He says, oh, "I'm given to understand from this, uh, this letter here from uh, Miss Dixon." And when he says a name, his his voice goes a little bit colder. It's quite clear they're maybe they're not the best of friends, but he's still like being formal in place of Miss Dixon that uh, you are to uh, take over her duties as the uh, the, the Castellan protector of. Uh, New Zealand with immediate effect.
1: Is that correct? That would be the case. Yes. Ah.
0: Well, I, I trust you'll forgive the fact that we, the the delay with this. I'm sure you can imagine with all the, all the recent events that have been going on and such like. We we had to be sure. After all, we can't just go handing the, uh, <laughs> the keys to the kingdom to a. To any older person who comes along, can we? And he sort of chuckles a bit at his own joke. He's like, jowls, wobble a little bit. he says, now, uh, have you given any thought... As I said, I've I've checked the paperwork is genuine. I'm I'm perfectly satisfied on that front. Have you given any thoughts as to what sort of... uh, How you wish to carry out your roles? Now, obviously you have a little bit of leeway in this department... Uh, as was previously established with uh, Miss Dixon Uh, she was responsible for defence, the guards, etc but largely she left the uh, the day to day things in the hands of her deputy or captain whereas Mm -hmm. I handled all of the the diplomatic matters the the matters of trade anything that didn't involve stabbing a sword in someone's gizzard basically Mm
2: -hmm.
0: now of course I am I'm perfectly prepared to continue in that regard, but since we've not had a change of the uh, the, the Castellan protector since the role was founded, uh, we have a certain amount of leeway when it comes to how our relationships going to going to work going forward in the division of labor and such like. Uh, have you any thoughts on the matter, uh, Mister uh, Lonegrove?
1: Well, I think the captain should continue doing what the good captain does. I've, I'm under the impression that you're a businessman.
0: Yes, yes, that that's right. I uh, I made my money in the uh, in, in the merchant uh, in the merchant business. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it's not quite as exciting as uh, soldiering and whatnot, but uh, it has its own perils and. Uh, well, I did. I did rather well for myself, uh, and uh, if, if I do say so myself, and uh, well, when it came that uh, Miss Dixon wished to uh, spend more of her time observing for possible threats from the west, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. she uh, she looked for someone who had the ear of the traders and the merchants, 'cause uh, wisely she realised that, uh, although I think sometimes she forgets that. Uh, Although security is important, the true lifeblood of New Zealand is trade. After all, we have the the great river running past us. But if the if the trade dries up, many of the people who travel through New Zealand would cease to come here, and our our revenue streams would quite dry up, and that would be very bad for everyone in the town. So, I, as a, as a well-known trader and someone like say who has the ear of the the merchants, I was able to put my considerable resources towards ensuring that during the period of transition, we established ourselves as a reliable trading post. And thus, the the trade continues to flow and New Zealand continues
1: to prosper. Wonderful. And I would say that it makes all the sense in the world that you would see to the development and um, primarily as opposed to the development of the commerce
0: well yes that that is rather my uh, my special too
1: now when it comes to diplomacy what 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 need have we for diplomacy? Who are we talking to?
0: Well, uh, I've uh, co- there's nothing formal established yet, and uh, obviously uh, I'm sure I don't have to tell you to uh, keep this under your hat, but if you're I, I, I haven't discussed this to anyone but my my sort of trusted staff and, uh, but since we're, we're establishing our working relationship, I'm I don't mind uh, extending this olive branch so to speak but uh, we're currently i'm looking at establishing trade ties with the the, the relatively new fiefdom of um brackenwald uh, to the to the northwest of here it's a it's one of those uh those new domains that uh well if you forgive my seemingly flippant phrase just seem to pop into existence during the uh the nights of colorless fire but it's a it's a fortified holding with a, a fairly strong trading position and a fairly skilled populace. It's my belief that uh, establishing a regular trade route with them, albeit we we might we'd either have to use the bridge here and travel up the the great river, or we'd have to uh, establish some other means. Uh, I don't much relish the thought of going directly over the uh, the rural hills to uh to get to them. But, uh I think if we establish a a decent trade route with them, it could greatly benefit both of our settlements.
1: That sounds wonderful.
0: Um,
1: <clears throat> we, I,
0: I've also, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm terribly sorry to interrupt. I've also, uh, I've made tentative, te- and I say tentative, steps towards uh, approaching the uh, the leng to the to the northeast. But their, their, their ways are quite strange and not like ours. So we're still in the early stages of that. It may come to nothing. But their, although they may not be as strong traders as uh, the fight of a Brackenwald, their people have a great knowledge of this land, its dangers, uh, its changes, and of the, uh, the, the legends and laws going back many, many years. So I think if, if some sort of arrangement could be worked out with them, that might also benefit with us when it comes to an eye to expanding in the future. But like I say, that's in the very the very early tentative stages at the moment because their ways are very strange and not like ours.
1: So I would say this falls under the purview of trade.
0: Yes, indeed. Uh, I, uh, I say diplomacy. Most of most of the diplomacy I deal with directly involves trade and trade partners, establishing treaties that relate to trade and that sort of thing. If it was, for instance, a a pact of mutual protection or something along a more military line, that would, of course, fall under your jurisdiction.
2: Mm.
0: Well, that that's how we've done it previously. Although I, and I don't wish to speak ill of your predecessor, but I do think that Miss Dixon has become. A little distracted by all this business to going on in the west, and uh, her captain—he's a nice little fellow, but uh, doesn't really have the the grasp of the the subtleness and uh, necessary for his position.
1: Right. I think overall. We're probably good to continue as we have. You have the best grip on trade. There's no sense disrupting any of that. Um, the captain doesn't need to. Not, doesn't need me to tell him how to shoot bows or. Not there. Um, <clears throat> so, for the immediate future, I would say. Let's continue. Very well. uh, I
0: I would suggest, uh, again, sorry for interrupting, I would suggest that perhaps we have a, we agree to have a a regular meeting to discuss any matters of import. I used to do this with your predecessor, but as I say, she's been terribly distracted recently by everything going on in the West.
1: Yes, yes, I was going to say that we're, we're probably going to treat this as a work in progress, I would say and uh, change things as they need changing um have regular meetings about things of import
0: spread well you you seem a you seem a most reasonable a reasonable fellow mr uh lone grover i uh, m- m- please consider that uh to, to yourself and um, my door is always open obviously if I'm a if I'm in the middle of a of an important meeting you may have to wait a little bit but uh, as I say my door is always open should you have need of me and uh, I assume you'll yeah, be with, establishing yourself lodgings in the uh, the town with, with proper paperwork I think ah, no, no, doors no, no. Are open. That, that 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 was just a <laughs> uh, initially to to ascertain that you, you were who you say you are and the, the paper was genuine mm-hmm. now i'm satisfied of that uh, and it's been ratified uh, i have no i have no problems with you assuming your your position and as i say if my door is always open to you uh, i say if i'm in the middle of a particularly tense or important negotiation i might ask you to to wait a few moments while i conclude it or reach a natural pause but uh, please um feel free to call on me at any time i I'm, in truth, I'm somewhat relieved to see uh, someone who, uh, assuming the position, who hopefully can devote more time to it. As I say, I don't wish to speak ill of your predecessor, but I believe she's uh, she's let her responsibility slip in favour of focusing her eyes towards the uh, the Wormspire Mountain in recent years. Which I understand the need for defence, of course I do, but uh, obviously you can't win the war abroad if the, the battle is lost at home, so to speak.
2: Yes,
1: uh, we'll, we'll. You know, we have more hands now. Uh, of course, well, uh, I, I'm glad to see our relationship's
0: off to such a, a splendid start. Uh, is there anything else you you need from me?
1: Well, I did grow up in Keystone. I understand. Oh, I'm a. Trade I, I'm from, well. I'm
0: from Keystone myself.
1: Mm. Oh, splendid! Splendid. We'll we'll get on splendidly. Now, the one thing that we're probably going to have to deal with is that whatever form that's going to take here, uh, <clears throat> let's say the um, uh, trading concerns of lesser legitimate basis Uh are either already here or they will be here eventually. And, and I assume,
0: I assume you're could... speaking of the uh, the recent uh, Rising mm. criminal activities. Yes. 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 That that is somewhat troubling. Uh, I, I was rather hoping that, given that this is a potentially a security matter, albeit that it it straddles the divide between the uh, the defensive applications of your role and, of course, the. The trade implications of mine. I, I have, I have attempted to prompt uh, your predecessor to to further action on numerous occasions, but sadly there uh, there hasn't been a lot of movement in that regard. I, I I hope now that we seem to be after such a positive start that uh, perhaps you might be able to make further inroads. Uh, after all, the more, although I've been doing my best to keep a lid on it at the moment so it doesn't affect trade. If, if the crime levels continue to rise, if the merchants decide that it's not safe to trade here any longer, well then, the
1: the, the trade dries up. And that will be very bad for all of us. Yes, and it's not only the trade that will be impacted by this. But, as I said, that's probably something we're going to need to tend to right now, in fact. Uh, as, I splendid. Do, as I do believe that well, this phenomenon has arrived on these shores as well. But that's not for you to worry about. I will look into it and uh, I will consult you as appropriate and for whatever needs I might have. He, he takes out his monocle and like, wipes it a little bit on his uh,
0: shirt and he says, uh, puts it back and says, Well, uh, splendid. Well, I, I look forward to hearing of your success in this endeavour.
1: Wonderful. All right. Well, uh, I'll you know, stand up and shake his hand, if he's willing. He exhales of a
0: luminous cloud of smoke from his pipe, stands up, puts the pipe down, reaches out a pudgy hand and like shakes yours. And he says, uh, well, as I say, my, my door is open, uh, Mr. Lonegrove. Wonderful. Wonderful. And he, he sort of shouts to one of the guards who's been lurking around outside the room. He's like, will you please show uh, Mr. Lonegrove and his uh, party out and uh, let it be known amongst the um, the house guards that uh, if uh, Mr. Lonegrove ever should show up, he's be, to be conveyed directly to myself as soon as possible, assuming I am present. Is that understood? The guard's like, oh, y- yes, of course. Uh, of course, may I He's like, well... Uh, I wish you success with your endeavours, Mister Lonegrove. You as well. But, but please we please show the new Castellan out. He says to his guard, who's like now sort of like bowing and respectful. Says like, "Oh, if you please, uh, if you please, follow me, uh, Lord Castellan." And he basically like walks you to the door.
1: I'll just <laughs> thank you, and I <laughs> uh, leave.
3: I'll give him a friendly nudge shoulder to shoulder as I leave.
1: So, as we go, this is like. Brock. It's really fucking weird when they're saying Mr. Longo, Lord Castle, and all that shit.
3: Yeah, it it's is. It's really fucking
1: weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the weirdest things in my life.
3: Yeah, he'll chuckle as we're walking. Along the street. <laughs> okay, so as,
0: as you guys are leaving, obviously Quentin has sort of brought you up to date on what he saw while he was doing his like scouting before he rejoined you. What do you guys want to do? Uh,
4: first of all, I think stash all money with Malcolm.
0: Yeah, that's not a problem.
4: You know, uh, we're going to draw him a map as to where we've gone. Yep. In case it all goes tits up.
0: <laughs> okay so what i suggest we do now guys is we're gonna we'll have a five minute comfort break it'll give you guys a bit of a chance to think about like what you want to do with this uh crimson coin stuff we can all use the facilities etc come back in five minutes and then we'll crack on with you guys like investigating or doing whatever you want to do with the crimson coin stuff does that sound all right yep, yep. okay so back in five then
1: So John, I think it's probably hunting that I deleted from the abilities tab. Okay. Just As a quick I was look. trying to click. Yeah, it's, it's oh, easily it's done. done man. Hmm? Yes,
0: yeah, it's, it's easily done.
1: Let me have a quick look. Because I don't have any special stuff. I think hunting's the, the sort of generic one that you put on everyone. Because we sort of everyone hunted.
0: So foraging, opportunistic and dedicated, you've got, fishing, yeah it's hunting. Right there we go, I should be back on your character sheet now. So oh, how does it feel to be the, uh, the the Castellan of New Zealand finally it's, it's been a it's, long time coming
1: it's, it's taken at least 10 years <laughs> no that's um, it's an interesting uh, place now because we kind of started out as sort of with a small group of of people, of course, so our position was a bit like, yeah, like everyone who is here is important because we need everyone. And um then we progressed to being more and more important. like we're the ones coming home with a sled full of gold. So no one else is doing that. So uh, we sort of became the de facto leaders anyway. and then we <laughs> then we disappear into fairyland and uh come back and now basically everyone's been you know governing this stuff for 10 years and uh we're sort of like yeah it's i have the paperwork for it it's it's ours really uh (laughs) so it's um it's a sort of fun um different take on what we were doing before where it was sort of implied that we were we were leading new zealand yeah because we had the most stuff but yeah no it's 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 fun and i'm i'm looking forward to sort of dipping our toe into i suppose talking to all of our new neighbors because i was looking at the map here and um the great river as mentioned yeah probably gets used for trade yeah uh, there's brackenwald all kinds of cool stuff probably happens there but the river starts in Vampire Land so, yep. <laughs> so I was thinking about the river trade and I think probably some of the river trade people that pass by our town are a bit sketch
0: yeah I think that's a fairly safe assumption <laughs> it's like you say the uh, the river starts in the um, the Black Spine Mountains which is you, you know that's where the castle is with the, um, the King of Blood
1: yeah. No, I think uh, one of the uh, cool bits in this sort of revised land is figuring out our neighbors, once again, because we, we had mapped them out all previously, but now it's different. Rediscovery. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so, oh, yeah, we we knew some Lang people. Like, we weren't there. Don't know what's going on there at all. It's been such a long time we were there last time, and now everything's changed. So. I think that's probably one of the sort of big losses on us having the Castellan title, like getting into meetings with these guys and being like, "Oh, we're you know big shots at home. You need to talk to us, so that we can actually talk to them." Yeah.
0: yeah like you say you've got a bit of a for what a better term like clout now mm-hmm. so you can be like oh I'm not just some like random like guy who's like walked in like oh yeah I'm like the lord defender of like New Zealand mm-hmm. so you've got you've got the sort of like the backing of like that behind you because you're like oh you, you know that like river that provides trade for everyone we're like, we're, like at the mouth of it so you've got I might like,
3: stop like, laughing at you <laughs> Your fancy dress?
1: Yeah, my uh antique armor. People, people, everyone's like, "Oh, that that guy's a cosplayer." Well, well a, you've got to remember, was... once you're effectively like a rich person like, in
0: terms of power, you're not crazy anymore. You're eccentric. Yeah,
1: yeah eccentric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's yeah. Uh, he's an enthusiast. Yeah, they've just been like, "Oh, huh?
0: the, like oh, the Lord Lonegrove has a has a passion for antiques." Rather than just like, I've seen that weirdo in the
1: arm then.
3: They laugh behind your back instead of in front of your face.
1: Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to be the the clown lord of (laughs) New Zealand.
0: (laughs) Okay then, guys. So you've had your meeting with Mayor Kersey. You've been told what Quentin has discovered in this abandoned warehouse. What's the plan?
4: Uh, the plan, I think, is for me to go in first, because I'm a thief. Well, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> and hopefully, if I get captured, then uh, these two will probably stomp their way in and start killing people.
3: So that's hopefully you'll get captured, or if you uh, get captured? If I
4: get captured.
3: Oh. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so if, if, you have a bit of faith. If, you know, give it a
4: minute.
3: What's the uh, time of operation, are you thinking?
4: It what, what was the time that those two guys went in and out? Was it during the day or was it night?
0: It, it was just sort of dusk, just as like, the day was turning into night. They sort of like ducked in there.
4: So just after dusk.
3: Yeah, because I assume they'll have light in there, or else they won't be able to see. Well, so. the light's underneath
4: it, because they're on there, yeah. That's
3: yeah, that's what I mean, but inside.
4: Yeah, I'll, I'll mark the crate with some chalk, so you know where to stomp.
3: Right. What's what's the stomp signal? Uh,
4: probably, ah. <laughs>
3: depends, depends how far away you are when, <laughs> when you send the signal. Oh,
4: well, it might not be me.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so if Quentin's going in first, I presume you guys are going to be sort of like lurking around somewhere nearby, in case like yeah, he needs to a, stand up there. The is, there suitable,
3: is there a suitable, is there a suitable lurking spot where we can see the crate and without being yeah there's, there's, immediately there's, obvious
0: because the um the, the sort of like the poorer side of it the like the uh, the south side is a bit more sort of random there's plenty of like little like twisty alleyways it's like rather than the sort of slightly neater sort of masonry methods that have been used on the east side and the slightly up market district this is just like oh there's like a patch of land and people have just like put houses wherever they could find space so it's all a bit more sort of chaotic and a bit more sort of random so there's plenty of like little side streets and little alleyways which presumably is like why this crimson coin whatever they are is like operating here because like it, think it's easier well, to lose people
4: I think as well will put some like raggedy cloaks over these two so uh yep. his armour doesn't shine in the moonlight okay now obvi- um, right,
0: obviously obviously doesn't
4: stand out too much
0: the only thing is when Wymore's moving he does make a fair bit of noise because he's like fully clad in that plate mail.
4: yeah but we're leaving him around the corner so it's okay
0: okay <laughs> Not a problem, you, you station Brock, Lan, and Wymos sort around of the corner. They've all got like just like cheap, sort of like ragged travelling cloaks with like hoods pulled over them. What are you going to do, Quentin? It's just sort of like you scope out this We set home? a
3: time limit of some description as well. If he ain't come back within a certain amount of time,
2: you yeah, guys can do whatever I you want, start.
3: it's your plan. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, what would you be? What would Ma- you think? We'll mark a reasonable? candle
4: to say, like, five minutes or something like that.
3: Okay. Well, we'll give, we'll give you 10 minutes.
4: Yeah, so we'll mark a candle. When it gets to that mark.
3: We'll come in if we haven't yeah. heard. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Brock will be
0: a bit happier with that okay so you're effectively giving him like 10 minutes yeah okay not a problem not a problem okay so I forget exactly how long a turn is but yeah we're not really in rounds anyway so okay you've marked your candle you guys have like got it it's like slowly burning down Quentin over to you
4: So I'll enter the warehouse with purpose, like I'm meant to be there. Okay. Just because I haven't seen people doesn't mean they're not there.
0: That's very, very true. So let me just check something. Okay, so as you head into the warehouse, you can see all the rubble and detritus as described previously. You can see the crate that you know is the one you've seen people entering by. And at the, the far end of the, the room, it's like just one big empty room, it's like a warehouse. You can see sort of like crouched down behind some boxes, obviously trying to remain hidden, where you've spotted them. Is a guy wearing like a sort of mottled, dark grey cloak. You can see he's like behind the box. He's basically got like a crossbow like rested on the box and you just catch like a glint of like moonlight off the tip of the, the bolt that he's like got pointed like directly at the door that you've just entered by.
4: Nice. He knows I'm there, so. Yeah. Just
2: carry on going.
0: And in fact, as he says and you, you sort of walk into the room as he's got his crossbow and you're sort of keeping an eye on him. Two people you didn't see, like ghost out of the shadows either side of the door. And the first you know of them is when you feel like two sharp objects being like firmly, but not in a damaging way, being like pressed against your back. And a very sort of low voice says, well, that took you longer than we expected
4: perhaps for sure. this infamous coin I'm hearing about.
0: Yeah, it must be. Perhaps, uh, perhaps you'd do her the favour of uh, telling us why you've uh, you laid out one of our our lads, and why you've been like scoping out our place.
4: I did
0: tell him. Yes, yeah, yeah, he told us some some bullshit about you've got a statue of a god in the in the city. Look, whatever, you did, whatever you, did to you did to him, shit him up. He's not exactly the most reliable person. He's a good spotter, but I don't think he's going to go far in the organisation, if you know what I mean. Anyway, I'd like to hear it in your own words.
4: You're stealing from my town.
0: This, this, ain't, this ain't your town. Of
4: course it's my town.
0: He says, look, well." The voice says, look, from where I'm standing, you're the, you're the guy with two daggers sticking into your back, that may or may not, be, yeah. may or may not be covered in poison. That's not exactly yeah. the position of power I'd expect the town ruler to find themselves in." True, but I have to
4: know how many of them were.
0: You had like a slight chuckle from behind you, and then the, the voice says again, "Well, I'll I'll give I'll give you marks for like." having a pair of big brass testes for just like walking in here when you must have known that our spotter as soon as he like, woke up was going to tell us so I'll give also you that
2: do.
0: I- I'll, do you you the cur- on I'll do you the courtesy of like, listening to what you've got to say what does he want?
2: 30%
4: of your
0: take you hear a sort of like spluttered laughter from behind you and he's like again I'll give you top marks for like having a big pair of kahunas on you but tell me, Loke, why should we give you 30% of our take instead of just, like, stabbing you to death here and now and not giving you 30% of our take? What's in it for real? Because
4: if you carry on the way you're going, there's going to be no one to take it from you twat.
0: Okay, at this point, I'm going to ask you to make me a charisma roll. And you get a minus two bonus because you are actually, like talking sense you're talking their language so to speak no okay so as as you're saying that the uh the figure at the other end who had the crossbow stands up actually it's like a fair bit shorter than you would have expected obviously crouched down stands up yeah. takes off the hood and you see a young woman with sort of one piercing blue eye, she has like an eye patch over the other, and sort of like red, ha- short cut red hair, she, puts the crossbow on the, sort of within easy reach, but on the, the crate next to her, takes out, a cigar, effectively, like Flint and Steel, like lights the, the cigar, and then set, and she sort of like, laughs, a little bit, and she says, look, mr Quentin. mr. Quentin I can see you've obviously got a bit of talent you know you, you you spotted our spotter and for all his faults he's good at his job you've come walking in here so obviously you can you can take care of yourself because you only just walked into the lions den if you' are if you're worried about that so I'll give you that and like my associate says you've got front I like front let me make a counter proposal to you and she like scratches her cheek just below the the eye patch she's got like a bit of scarring on there she says how about instead of this business of 30% because that ain't gonna fly you're obviously you're obviously a man of the world you knew we weren't gonna roll over and give you that how about we're always looking for new talent. How about we bring you in at a grand level? You show you've got talent, you might go far with the Crimson Coin. If, you, if you've if got a lot of talent, I might even
4: put in a word with the Duke for you. What's <laughs> this Duke then? Uh, how much does he take off for you? Wow.
0: It's not for me to say, but let's just say that... Uh, he sets up the jobs, he takes his cup, but we do pretty well out of him.
4: So he's not offering you 70% to my 30?
0: Yeah, he takes a small percentage off the top. He's, he's well out of danger himself. He, he doesn't need the money. So we do a lot better than 70% out of it. And then
4: what's the cup?
0: He skims a 5% off the top. Five.
4: That's right, five. And then you split it all equally, I'm guessing.
1: That's right.
4: Oh,
0: then 3%. Okay, so you want us to give you 3% of our yeah. take. And what do we get in return for that? Because bear in mind that like, for the for the foot of my finger, to the, for the five percent we get for the Duke, and bear in mind we'd be in we'd be in this shit for crossing him. For the five percent the Duke takes, he sets us up a lot of jobs, puts a lot of business our way, keeps a lot of heat off us. And I, I'm aside from like your bit of sage wisdom there, I'm not really hearing what you're offering for for your three percent that you want. Now, better jobs i'm not saying i'm not listening but like sell me on it
4: better jobs continuing jobs cuz like i said the way you lot are going yeah i think they get wiped out by the militia or it's not going to be trade for very long
0: listen we, we've w- once we've once we've done our current job things will settle back a bit and it'll be a bit more quiet so don't making wait.
4: too much noise.
0: That that's what the duke asked us to do. It's not a permanent thing. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we know. Okay, we, we know that we've been stepping up operations. That's what we were asked to do. You know, make make the uh, made the town guard look a bit bad, muddy the reputation a bit. They can't catch us. Then, once people have started like questioning, you know. How important are the guard in the town? We can relax things off a bit and go back to how they used to be.
4: That's not going to work. Why not? Because you're going to get found.
0: No, I don't think so. I do. And what makes you say that?
4: Well, I found you
0: you found us you're like one guy again as I say you've obviously got talent you're one person the The guard have been fumbling around after us for for months and all they managed to find out is a name, that was all didn't know where we were who we are, know nothing and by the way Rimar and uh, Brock your candle's now almost burnt down to the end it's been 10 minutes they know now they know our name what else do they know where you are
4: how many of you are there
0: it's not not difficult for us to move now that we know that they know is it
4: you've got a couple of seconds to spare before they come crashing through the door
0: put it this way if a load of town guard come crashing through this door now The first thing they're going to have to do is step over your body.
4: Let's find out, then,
0: shall
1: we? Okay. Okay. So, Weimar and uh, Brock, what are you doing? So, I think we've been watching the candle. Yep. And um, as it gets to where it needs to be, I think we, Weimar, has you know, shared a nod to Brock. Just. Putting down the the old helmet.
3: Yeah, weapons will be drawn.
1: Yeah, and uh, <laughs> in in the distance, uh, Quentin can hear. Ha
2: ah! <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. The scene suddenly gets a good deal lighter. <laughs> yeah. So, um, weapons out, shields out, helmet on, and uh, okay. going in.
0: They Obviously, you can sort of see through the door because it's hanging off its hinges. You can see Quentin with these two guys with, like, knives, like, literally, they could just, like, go... And he's stabbed. They obviously hear you approaching the door because of your armour, and they can see it getting lighter outside. They don't know it's yeah. the so They probably think it's a lantern or something similar because mm-hmm. they didn't hear it, They're like, oh, as you drew it because you were down the street. <laughs> and you're near the Temple District, so... Mm, yeah. As you, as you sort of start approaching get outside you hear a a firm female voice from inside obviously like talking to you because the voice is pitched a little bit louder the voice says i have whoever you are out there i have two people with knives at your man's back the knives are poisoned if you make any attempt to rush this building your
1: fellow will be dead before you get through the door if I, that happens, everyone here will die. Now, this is a very bad bargain for everyone, I think, I say, <laughs> in response.
0: That That's as may as well be, but we will not be the first to die. Now, we can I either, hardly think the order matters, really. We can either talk, or you can step over the body of your friend and attempt to apprehend us. Which would you prefer?
4: What well, he tried talking, he didn't like the offer.
1: What do you have to Pe- say? Perhaps your friends have a better offer.
0: They have they have not simply crashed through the door. They are not from what I can see looking through the door, they are not wearing the colours of the town guard. So I'm guessing that this is not an official raid. So I'm at least willing to talk further. Bear in mind the two people at your back, Mr. Quentin, are not the only people I have concealed in this room. Many of my people are very skilled.
3: I'll just uh, look at Weimar and say, well, "Well, we've got to listen to what she's got to say, surely."
1: Yeah. If his life is. I'm waiting. I'm, I'm <laughs> okay. At
0: which point, the unless you're resisting Quentin, she sort of gestures for you to like approach, and the two guys will like keep the daggers on your back as you move forward. And then she says, "Well, come in then and let us talk." I do. Yeah, You oh. you head in. You can see there's like these crates lying around. She's like stood behind one, crossbow on a crate next to her. This this small sort of slender woman, red hair combed to one side, eye patch, piercing blue eye, bit of scarring on the cheek of the eye patch. You see there's the two guys in the cloaks with like knives at Quentin's back. As you walk in, she says. There are also six men concealed in the shadows with crossbows trained on you.
3: I was going to say, does the sword light up the room enough yeah, for does. us to spot?
0: <laughs> it it <laughs> does spot uh, any of them. And as you walk in, you can see like there's like three people on either side of the room with crossbows, sort of like in the shadows. Okay. Well, well, they were in the shadows, but like the shadows are now not a thing. And she says, um,
1: their crossbow bolts are poisoned yeah. lethally. You don't need to lay out the inventory here. I get your deal. I've been on both ends of this. Now, I just I just want to uh, let you know how seriously
0: I'm taking this situation. In case you get any I, funny ideas. I hold
1: up the sun sword. <laughs> she says, oh yeah, that's pretty. Mm. Are you a person of faith? She sort of
0: sneers a bit and then says, oh, yeah, yeah. No, mm. I'm not. Mm. In my ex- in my experience, believing in the gods and expecting them to do things for you is all well and good. But in our game, you make your own look. Mm. So your friend here has made an offer. He wants to skim a bit of our profits in return for better jobs and like keeping us under away from the watchful eye and she sort of rolls her eyes of the town guard was it 3% was it Mr Quentin yep 3% or our location such as it is is going to be revealed to his people I presume you are said people
4: only some I'm not a more
0: she says, my apologies, I didn't mean to imply that. So, what is it you wish to suggest, she says, looking at Weimar? And-
4: I've tried explaining to her in simplistic terms that what they're doing is drawing down an ire of the guard. Indeed, your
0: your associate, Mr. Quinton, has explained this to us. And I have attempted to explain that we are being compensated very well for uh, kicking this particular bee's nest.
2: So
4: basically, they're being paid so that the merchant trade goes away. What they can't figure out is, once the merchant trade goes away... There's not much for them to take.
1: So here's the question uh, Do you like to live dangerously on the road? How do you mean? Would you prefer a stable location, warm bed, food, a bit of drink? Or do you prefer to live on the road, sleeping rough, facing danger, swords, guns, arrows, that sort of thing. Well, let's just put it this way: if uh, if things don't go well
0: in New Zealand, it's not like there aren't other towns.
4: But what ov- obviously, when you consume them too?
0: we're not being paid to stir up any other towns. Obviously, to answer your question, stranger, we would prefer to be sleeping in comfortable beds and all the creature comforts of home, of course we would. But for people like us, there's not a great deal of what you might call legitimate opportunities. You've, you've obviously walked through Southside to get here. Tell me, as you look around here, did you, did you see happy, peop, happy, affluent people going about their business, or did you see poor people scratching a living? Compared to that, I much prefer the road we are now traveling. So
1: it's not so much about a commitment to. basically being highway robbers it's just you don't have a business plan for anything else is that it
0: we're making the best of a
1: bad lot would be how I'd put it
0: and thanks to our benefactor (laughs) we
1: do fairly well out of it right so all this and I wave the sword around (laughs) (laughs) All this comes with the rest of this. What I'm saying is they haven't yet figured out a city where this sort of thing wouldn't happen. I'm not saying your specific thing wouldn't happen, but there's an underbrelli to every city, and I suppose what I'm asking you and what I think Quentin is probably gesturing at as well is, do you want long-term arrangements or short-term arrangements in very different cities over time, gradually, you know, burning the bridges behind you as you go? Do you want to be a rat living fat, or do you want to be a locust moving from field to field?
0: Okay, meant me a charisma roll, more. Oh, I give you a shit. minus two bonus. <laughs> this
1: is this is fucking terrible. Uh, okay, let's let's roll this. So. Okay, so um, because I'm rolling under, I'm putting out the minus two as a That's minus correct, two modifier yeah. on this. So, here we go. That w- that would be a negatory. Okay. she
0: says, look, as I've been explaining to your associate we are being paid to ferment distrust in the the town guard once, once we've done that, things will settle back to normal we're not trying to burn New Zealand down or consume it or whatever other fanciful term you made we're simply trying to rock the boat a little and then we'll settle back to normal, we'll scale back our operations to normal and things will go back to the way they were before
2: that's
3: oh, I was going to say I'm going to whisper to Weimar uh, so they can't hear it, I assume we're far enough away uh, and just say can't we just buy our way out of this situation temporarily and just pay oh, what good. they're being paid Kind of driving towards that, yeah. Uh.
4: You, you haven't thought about this, have you? You're thinking short term. We rise up, cause some political strife, and it won't affect us. Shit travels downhill, not all. You cause this strife and rock the political side of things. The mayor's not good at his job, etc. 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 It trickles down, trade gets less, everything gets less, until the point where you have to move on, like a bunch of locusts. What we're saying is scale down your operation and live fat.
0: Uh, Allow me to, if I may, allow me to present a hypothetical situation to you. Imagine New Zealand was negotiating a trade agreement with another area. And New Zealand was able to negotiate very favourable terms for itself due to its reputation as a safe and secure trading area. Now, imagine that it's its reputation was... destroyed but just smudged a little allowing the other party to negotiate for slightly more favorable terms on their behalf and once that deal was signed trade would continue to flow albeit the the fat cats in new zealand would be getting quite the the skim off the top they would like but trade would continue and once that agreement was signed suddenly the crime spree Draws to an end.
4: Let me put the poison in your scenario. You scale back. You're still all very wanted. Correct? I believe so. There's not so much for you to skim off the top because it's already been taken out by the trade deal so you suddenly find yourself having to take less and less and less and less until you're right back in the shit heap you started in
0: you make you make a fair point i'll give you that but we've we've already accepted the the commission to undertake this if we turn round and renege on it now
4: So what's the commission, what's the cost?
0: Obviously, I'm not going to go into the details and reveal who precisely we're doing business with, but let's
4: just say A. This Duke, I imagine, is from the other town.
0: No, the, the Duke is from New Zealand. However, he has friends in this other town, influential friends. Friends who could potentially make life very difficult for us if we reneged on our agreement. Now, I'm not saying that I'm unwilling to renege on this agreement. However, if this person decides to take measures against us to express their displeasure with our actions, where would that leave us then?
4: In the same place you always are, in the darkness looking for something, as you're saying that,
0: like one of the guys at your back, sort of like almost under his breath, Quentin. And you're like the only one who hears this, although you see, but as he says it, you see the woman look up, so she's obviously heard it as well. You hear him sort of like whisper almost though he's like talking to himself or perhaps the other guy with a knife he's like yeah love brackenwald i'll have our guts for garters if we go back on the deal and as soon as he says that the woman's at the table so like slams her hand down on the crane she's so like shut up like to him obviously brackenwald Obviously, Weimar, Brock, you don't hear this guy do the whispering, but you hear it when Quentin's like, Brackenwald? She's like, she says, well, it appears, unfortunately, some of my men need a lesson on how to keep their tongues still and stop from them from wagging in their mouths. And she, like, glares with her one good eye at this guy, and you see her sort of, like, just, like, rest her hand on a crossbow, and you hear this guy behind you, like, go like... <clears throat> But yes, since since the, the cat's out of the bag, so to speak, yes, we've been we've been retained on behalf of Lord Thespian Brackenwald. He's currently involved. You know, in the it's church.
4: not just you; he's manipulating you and all of this.
0: Everyone's always being manipulated by somebody else. That's
1: how the game works. I'm how much serious. for your services?
0: What do you want us to do?
1: Whatever I say.
0: Oh I, I don't know if you could afford that. And she which she like smiles a little bit. Says, Look, we're being paid as a group 50000 Now, if you've got if you've got deeper pockets than the Brackenwalds, Maybe we can work something out.
1: And that buys whatever he says?
2: Stealing
0: a that, that buys our services for the purpose of... Just like flicking a little bit of mud on the the reputation of the New Zealand town mm-hmm. guards. So he can, he can... Play his hand in his trade negotiations and get some concessions or whatever the hell he's doing. From what I gather, before everything went to hell in a handbasket, back where he came from, he used to be a big shot. Suddenly, he finds himself... He used to be like, the lord of the manor, cock of the walk. Suddenly, he finds himself here. He's got a bit of land, he's got a bit of influence, he's got lots of money. But... He's not the—he's not the big cheese anymore. He's not Mister Number One, and he's trying to climb his way back to the pile. But now he's got to deal with other people. He can't just be like loading it about from his castle. And like a lot of these toffs, he doesn't like that. He wants to be the guy at the top of the heap, pissing downhill, as you would say, Mister Quentin. But you can say what you like I say, 50 thou was the agreement, off in advance, off after.
1: Say again. Like I say,
0: 50 thou, off in advance, off after.
1: I um, put the sound sword back in the scabbard and I, I pointed a gauntlet and handed her and say, Is there any chance? you and me could take a couple of minutes outside private talk what so so you can shank me with your glowing sword i'll I'll take off the you know the the weapon belt and I'll hand the sword to uh, Brock okay Sheets,
0: so that's not a problem.
1: Yeah, it's a little, know, as yeah, I'm yeah. handing, so just don't touch the fucking handle.
3: <laughs> yeah, that ain't a problem.
0: <laughs> she's like, okay, let's step outside and talk. And as she walks past, she turns to a man and she's like, "If you if you hear my voice raised while I'm outside, shoot or stab first, and we'll worry about the clean up later." And she like obviously like used to her orders being followed, strides past these people, sort of walks past you Why am and then she's like, come yeah. on
2: then.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll go with her. And you step outside into the, the mean streets of New Zealand. <laughs> the the hard streets. Um so I'll um she I'll, she like reaches real. uh she like throws a cloak back as she walks outside and you see she's got like Almost like a bandolier like normally you'd have like powder bags and powder horns and yeah. pistols and you see like she's got like she's got like, a couple of pistols tucked in it but like the top like five have got like cigars tucked yeah. in it and she like takes one out like flint and steel like lights it and then she's like holds it out to you yeah i'll take it and she like lights herself one like t- takes a a big drag on it like say like this tiny woman just like breathes out of this cloud of smoke, and she's like, mm. "Go on, then, say your piece."
1: Is this important? I know a guy. they make it here?
0: They don't. They don't make it here. And let's say it's not very, it's not very uh, financially viable to uh, to transport them. They don't last very long. But I know a few people. If you if you whisper the right words in someone's ear and a bit of money changes hands under the counters. Occasionally, they can slide a little bit in, you know. Certain people have ways of like avoiding the tax on them, if you know what I mean. But we're not here to discuss my uh, my personal habits. Uh, although, if if you want some of these, like maybe we can sort yeah. that out.
1: Separate deal, but yeah, yeah. I'm not paying any fifty thousand for that. <laughs> no, no, well, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, even I wouldn't be like ballsy enough to ask for fifty thousand for a a few cigars. they're nice they ain't not nice so, so whatever theatre we have going back there all this your thing this is you know peanuts now she, listen, uh, uh, and, uh, to, to be honest with you like you say this is theatre
0: I'm, I'm not a murderer murder is bad for my business So I would prefer to find a way out of this that didn't involve us having to try and murder each other. But just because I find it distasteful doesn't mean I won't do it if I need to.
1: No, I'm the same. I'm the same. Like, I... Anyway. So... I'm getting... Your deal is... This is... The crimson Coin I suppose. Yeah, she nods and says, "Yeah, yeah." <clears throat> and your what? What would you say your main line is when you're not taking very lucrative uh, opportunities from very angry people uh, to affect political change?
0: We do a we do a little bit of smuggling, a little bit of robbing. Nothing. Nothing ridiculous, you know, like small valuable items that are difficult to trace. Jewelry, rare coins, the like. Nothing that does too much harm to anyone. Like I say, that's mainly how we've stayed b- away from the eyes of the town god. We don't, we don't randomly kill people. We don't assassinate people. Like I say, that stuff's bad for business. We, we fence stuff. Or we help people get stuff in. When they don't want to pay the taxes on it. We We take a bit off the top. Occasionally if someone's like overflowing with the coins. Or produce. We relieve them of a little bit of it. We don't get too greedy with it. Because again. That's bad for business. We just skim a little bit off the top. To make our lives easier. And that's how we like things. And occasionally the duke. Gives us these jobs where we, we'd like a one-time job. We get a big score for it. We split it between ourselves. He takes his 5% off the top. And then we
1: carry on as before. So it's a big risk doing something like this. And I wouldn't you know, expect you to lay it all out for me here. But you're doing something that is... I, I suppose it wouldn't be too much of a stretch to say that it's sort of counter to your interests, counter to your you know, baseline, and uh, you're yeah. doing it because of the windfall. You're absolutely right. The way I see it, we get this big windfall,
0: which is more than enough for us to keep ourselves going <laughs> during the small period it'll take for New Zealand to bounce back once the crime rate settles back to normal, when the trade deal's all done. We we live like fat cats off that windfall for a bit. Once things start going back to normal, we slowly start back with the normal
1: run of business. So, uh, how much did you get Quentin in? He's a, you've already figured him out. He's a smart guy. Yeah, I can, see, I can see he's got talent. He's got, you know, what it takes to (laughs) walk up to you and start these these proceedings. Well, Hal, I've already,
0: I've already made the offer to him that you know he could, he he could start it on a ground level with us, and if he, if he shows he's got talent, he could work his way up, and he might go far in the Crimson Coin. He didn't seem too keen when I made the offer. Hmm.
1: So. How much does it cost to move up a few levels from the ground floor? It, it doesn't cost anything. You've just got to, you've just got to put the hours in, go
0: on jobs with us, prove that you know your skills are an asset to us, and that we're better off with you than we are without you. And you do enough jobs like that, you'll be moved up to more important jobs. Do them, you'll be moved on to more important jobs. That's how I started. It's not like. It's not like it's not like the army, you can't just like buy yourself a commission. You have to like prove that you've got the talent if you want to go in the far in the Crimson coin.
2: That's that's
1: I'm
0: not saying your boy hasn't got the talent, but you know you've got to put the no, work and no, prove it's, it.
1: I'm, no, I'm I'm not thinking about him now, I'm thinking about the army. It used to be. That was me. Um and uh, yeah, about talent, no. <laughs> that's, you're you're quite right on that one. Uh anyway. I thought that. She says, well,
0: I can see we've both been through a lot of battles, and she like scratches the area under her scars, and she like nods at your peg
1: leg. No, that's you're you're getting to the actual point here now, and uh, thanks for you know bearing through the rest of this stuff. But and I I you know look at her straight in the eyes. She's like, look, don't get me wrong.
0: If you'd have been a patrol of a patrol of like the town guard coming looking for us well one you wouldn't have found the building in the first place if somehow you had you wouldn't have found us within the building and by the time you'd like mounted a full search we'd have been long gone like I say we don't tangle with the guard and we don't have to but since you're not and your boy had the had the barefaced cheek to just like stroll in and start laying it down to us what can I say up? I I find him entertaining, so I'm I'm willing to talk. Otherwise, we'd have just melted back into the shadows, we'd have scattered, and we'd have reconvened elsewhere, and we'd have abandoned this building, and you wouldn't
1: have found us. And that's all well appreciated. However, um, it's a part of the theater that I'm sort of looking at the next act of, and for that, Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been asking about your the prices all evening Uh, bear with me once more Well, well, let me make my offer you're asking what price
0: for for retaining our services is that correct?
1: well you already answered that and I think that's something we're going to continue uh, talking about down the line but for now uh, I'd just be most interested in the price of getting a message to uh, uh, the Lord. What, Brackenwald?
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, we can get a message to Brackenwald, that's, that's not a problem.
1: Yeah, so if you would carry word that the Castellan of New Zealand has met with you and would prefer to talk uh, with him in person,
0: Yeah, we, we we've got channels. We can do that. I'll, I'm sure one of the Dukes' men can pass that on. Like I say, he's got friends in uh, high and low places. But um, mm. in, ter- in terms of your price that we were saying earlier, look, if if you want us to like break this deal with Brackenwald, and you want to get us on side, look, it's not. I'll be honest with you. Since we're just having this discussion between the two of us, it's not so much the money. It's the potential reprisals against my men now. Like I say, Breckenwald's got a lot of influence. Like money buys influence, and if you if you can find some way of making sure that like my men are going to be safe, the only other thing I'd ask is what we'd what I'd really like is some form of legitimacy. I mean, as I was saying to your friend, Mister Quentin, we we didn't originally start doing this because we liked it we did it to survive and then we just got fucking good at it and now like i say there ain't really many job opportunities for people from south to the side like us if either myself or like my people could get some sort of position of legitimacy where we didn't have to do this and perhaps we could use our talents uh, I i don't really like to say but in an honest way to to make a living Perhaps, perhaps we'd have to rethink our uh, our current lifestyle. But look, do, do you really see any? And she sort of gestures at herself. Do you really see anyone giving a a scrappy kid from the south side like me uh, any position of authority, power, and legitimacy in this city? I mean, th- th- as far as like that fucking fat knobber who calls himself the mayor, he he wouldn't even think someone like me was fit to like shine his boots.
1: No no, but the um there's there's new titles in town. She sure, raises an eyebrow like, yes yeah. sir so the the castellan I mentioned carried the message back to Brackenwald the castellan wants to talk that's me
0: oh I had um I'd heard the castellan was of a uh, a slightly more female persuasion she says in a skeptical tone of voice.
1: Used to be that way. Um, yeah, you can check in with the mayor. Uh, he has verified it by now, <laughs> to his satisfaction. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! We'll I'll, just, I'll just book a meeting with him. Yeah, it would be, be well happy to see mm-hmm. me. So, um, whatever way you're using, um, you're welcome to check up on that. Uh, but let's take that on faith for now. Okay. How's this for a plan? Uh, you need to go back there. Uh, I need to go back there. We need to look uh, our parts and well, uh, we come to an agreement. We part, you know peacefully, hopefully, no one starts throwing down if that happens. I'm sorry for whatever follows, uh, but we'll deal with that as we go. And as am I, if that if that does happen,
0: do you have any loved ones mm-hmm. you'd like me to contact to, to convey my regrets to?
1: No, it won't come to that. Um, I hope not. Yes. And going forward, where shall we contact you again? Presuming that you'll want to abandon this place now that we know about it, or maybe not. Uh, well, if
0: if you're if you're saying that it's only you and your companions who know. Yes where our building is I don't see any reason to obviously we'll move some of our operations, but I don't see why we couldn't keep that building as a as a point of contact you know we we station someone there who keeps an eye on mm. the place in case you need to contact us like say, yes. obviously most of our operations will have to be moved, but mm. it, it it could become serviceable as a drop off point, i suppose yes,
1: yes, something that we can use to talk that's that's what we need, and we'll continue to talk. And well, I suppose uh my fellows there might have an interest in well we'll we'll hear what they say, but so uh the plan is as follows you follow through with your little thing here, uh doing the Lord's bidding and the Lord and the mayor have their own little dance that they do. Uh, that's what I understood anyway. Uh, and once that's done, they've you know dried the ink on whatever agreement they wanted. Um, and you're free from, well, at least this particular arrangement. By that point, I will have talked and my fellows will have talked to Lord Brackenwald and we or I uh, shall endeavor to provide sufficient safety to you and yours so that you won't get reprisals for whatever comes next, uh, basically get you free from under the Lord's thumb if we can. Uh, you stick around. Uh, there's going to be an official uh, new trading house established with you and yours at the helm. and. Uh, you're going to go into uh, into business.
0: So, uh, um, if if you're uh, if you really are the New Castellan of mm. New Zealand, as you say, effectively that elevates you to the to the status of a noble. That that's correct, isn't it? I believe that's how
1: it works. Uh, unfortunately, I guess so. Fuck. Now,
0: oh. it occurs to me that uh, a person who is a, who is a noble, just by dint of being a noble, has a, a certain amount of power and influence. Influence to, say, a, protect their nearest and dearest from reprisals of a certain nature...
1: Sure... You're not saying we're going to get married, are you? (laughs) Is it such a terrible idea?
0: A strictly business arrangement, obviously. I just want the title.
1: Now it's too early to start throwing that around. As, as you were unaware, so are many others. That's that's not going to be something to do right now.
0: Well, let's put that on the the back burner for a while and revisit it. The idea of an alliance at a later date. But for now, I'm happy to take your communication. Well, have the duke's men take your communication to a. Uh, Brackenwald, whether he'll agree to me with you, I don't know.
1: No, of course.
0: But, uh, and then, assuming that goes ahead, what do you wish us to do in the meantime? And as I said, I've already made the offer to, to your man, yeah. Mr. Quentin, that he's yeah. we'd quite happily at least trial him in our organisation.
1: I guess I'll ask him again when we go in. So, Nothing really to be said or done about what's going to happen when we get there
0: uh, well, I tell you what how about this since you've since you've dealt with us fairly as far as I can ascertain as a as a show of good faith, we'll mm-hmm. scale back our operations for a week mm-hmm. since if if it does prove and i i don't mean any offense if it does prove that you're you're playing us fault, we can easily mm-hmm. ramp up our operations again without fear of. Reprisal from Brackenwald, Mm -hmm. but it will at least show that we're we're willing to work with you. And then once Mm -hmm. you've met with Brackenwald, we can decide what else is to be done. How does that strike you?
1: That sounds very good. That sounds very good. It it doesn't do anything about uh, what Quentin wants, but we'll hear more about that when we go back in. Now, okay. Um, Then, how do you do it? Do you shake on it? Do you? Uh, take daggers and carve bloody runes on your hands and share a blood oath what is your thing I, I, I'm fine with just your word on the matter you,
0: you'll either stay true to your word I, I don't go for all this pomp and ceremony, you'll either you'll either be true to your word or you won't no amount of drawing blood or strange handshakes or anything like that's going to make an ounce of difference to that, you'll,
1: you're either true to your word or you're not so, before we go back in, one final word. Aside from all this, everything we've talked about in the future, New Zealand, not even me specifically, but New Zealand in general, and me specifically, uh, we're going to need people and we're going to need a certain kind of people, uh, the kind of people that have some hard iron in their souls And I think I might in. know some people <laughs> I'm sure you do and well something to think about there is a place however any of this goes There's a place in New Zealand for people with the kind of iron that you've demonstrated amply now. Uh, And that's perhaps on me. Maybe it's just bravado, but make a good impression. So take that for what it is. uh, uh, I will. I'll think on it
0: shall we that's, that's, Shall we head back inside and explain yes. that a, an accord has yes. been reached
1: yes yes there
0: there will be appropriate posturing of course ok so door opens Weimar, hmm. and uh, this uh, leader of, the, uh, of the, the the lieutenant of the crimson coin comes uh, back in this young woman Martha Perkins she sort of heads back round to the behind the, the crate with the crossbow on it where she was before Wymore obviously like takes a position next to Brock and she's she sort of nods at you as though she's like waiting for you to like
1: speak Wymore. So uh we've we've had a quick word uh and there are opportunities going forward, which uh I'm sure my good friend and I <laughs> gesture at the uh their leader uh, my good friend she will knows. be um outlining in detail no doubt uh, going forward um now to sort of pick the uh highlights of this is as evidenced by our extensive talks here tonight everyone uh there's no ill will objectively uh there's business in the air so we'll treat this as that and go forward with a little bit more mutual trust one hopes perhaps in a week's time we will have determined uh if such a thing between us exists and uh we we'll have communication channels open to talk Uh, there's opportunities for everyone here currently uh, going forward i've made some suggestions (laughs) to my uh good friend over here and uh, we'll see what shakes out uh, as they say and uh, one of the things to be determined is quentin what do you want is is there? Of course, I apologize. We had a bit of a private negotiation there, but anything you in particular would like to uh, put forward, given that you're, uh, I suppose, our uh, our our man in the know. At which point, uh, Martha Perkins
0: looks at you, Quentin, and says, uh, "Your your friend has suggested that." In the spirit of further contact between us, you be bought into our organisation and you act as our liaison to the rest of your fellows. I'm willing to give this a try if you are. At which point she like goes like that and says, uh, "You can step away from him now." And the two guys like look a bit uncertain, but they like lower their knives and sort of like step to the sides of the room.
1: And I uh motion at Quentin' like everything's up to you it's it's i I laid down you know some ideas, but of
0: course indeed, your friend has uh, explained Mr. Quentin that you may be an asset to our organization, and I've reiterated that we are certainly willing to to trial you in the crimson coin, and should you have the the impressive abilities that your friend here has been suggesting. I'm sure you could go far. And of course we have agreed to... a—I uh, suppose you could call it a... a ceasefire or a cessation of hostilities. We A uh, holiday. Sca- Indeed, we have agreed to scale back our operations... for the period of a week... to give your friend time to have a certain meeting... with a colleague of ours. And then... Once that meeting has taken place, we will meet to discuss how we go forward. The The Week's reprise is a as a gesture of good faith on our behalf, at which point one of the other thieves is like, Oh, what's the Duke's gonna the Duke gonna say about this? And Perkins says, I will explain to the Duke he will understand. What what say you, Mr quentin What do I
4: I want to show your menu.
0: Well, if your, if your skill level matches your opinion of your skill level, then I'm sure my men could learn a great deal from someone of your prodigious talents. And as I say, if your, if your skill levels are indeed that high, you will rapidly find yourself moving up the ranks of the crimson coin who knows perhaps one day you may even surpass myself okay very well then there is a uh, I hesitate to call it a ceremony but there is a there is a little thing we do to welcome new people into the organisation. It's only for people who are prospective or already members of the organisation. I'm sure you understand. So uh, if it's all the same, I will have to ask you, gentlemen, lady, and she looks at Brock, Weimar and Lan, I would have to ask you to uh, leave the premises. We will induct Mr Quentin into the into the organisation and henceforth he will act as our liaison between the Crimson Coin and yourselves. Is that acceptable? And she looks at you, Wyman.
1: <laughs> Quentin's is the final word. It's fine. It's fine. Very well. And she gestures to the door and
0: says, allow them to leave. and that no-one challenges the rest of you as you leave. And as you leave, and uh, Quentin starts undergoing the initiation into the Crimson Coin, that is where we are going to draw an end to this evening's session. I hope you all enjoyed it, guys. Thank you very much for playing.
2: Cheers, one. Thank you all.
0: And obviously, we'll have a little bit of a discussion. We'll sort out XP and whatever afterwards. But for now, it remains for me to thank my players. Hopefully, we'll have Rob back with us next time and you guys can have fun explaining to him all the tomfoolery that's gone on this session. But for now, if you're watching this in now hour in the future, thanks very much. Hopefully, we'll catch you on the next one. Take it easy.